ready. You guys ready or? What do you need? The rubber. Oh, the rubber? Did you oh, guys uh, share it or do you know how to share it? Oh, yeah. Hello, hello. video. <laughs> no pressure, buddy. <laughs> come on, come on, Mike, come on, Mike, come on, Mike, come on. Joe can do it. IT for all night long. You know what? Do do me a favor. Turn us down just a little bit because we're popping. All of us. There you go. Just so we don't pop. That's okay. Pop. Yeah, you guys are used to the popping. <laughs> Alrighty, phones on vibrate. We're good to go. Well, that was a long introduction. That was a long introduction. Oh God, I missed this. Uh, it feels like it feels like forever. Forever. It feels yeah? like it feels wow. like quite some time. But uh, we got our show canceled last week, unfortunately, due to riots. <laughs> some Fucking morons. <laughs> due to a curfew. I mean, yeah. I, I haven't had a curfew in like God knows how long. Since and, I was two. Yeah. And now I got to go home at like 8 p.m. and <laughs> lock, lock myself in my living room. Oh, gosh. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Doing good. So the closer you guys are to the mics, the better you sound. You got it. If you guys want, you could lower the chairs as well. There you go. Uh, no, it didn't work. All right. <laughs> they're they're chiropractic. They like to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to go. Yeah, well, not like us. We're like. We're <laughs> slouched. Okay. Half, we're an, like, half an hour. We're half judging a, you guys. Yeah. Right. Half an hour to the show. This mic's going to be normal. It's loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Seriously. Uh, what's up, guys? Happy Monday. Sorry we were canceled last week, but, you know, uh, we're back this week, and we have Dr. Michael and Dr. Ryan here with us. Uh, doctors and chiropractor, basically, yeah. basically, right? Yep. DC, DCs. Um, thanks for taking time out of your Monday to be with us, guys. Both of you. Yeah. Um, we have a lot to talk about. Um, different topics here and there. Uh, and where are we at right now? Most of our viewers right now, guys. We're gonna be we're gonna be dipping into vaccines as well. So no way. All you pro and <laughs> anti-vaccine people can actually stick around because probably midway through the show we'll probably dip into that, but. Um, you know, normally what we, we do with the show, and you know, you guys have seen it before. Uh, before we jump into different topics, we like to talk about you guys first, and you know, take a little time machine back and find out, uh, you know, what made you guys get into chiropractic, and what made you guys go into uh, all this, you know, the adjustments and uh, you know everything. And obviously, we want to talk about your office as well, what you guys provide. So, uh, which one of you guys want to go first, or you want me to roll dice? Flip a coin. Flip a coin like, like the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, <laughs> Let's start with Mike. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having us, guys. So, um, starting off, I was born a chiropractor. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> basically, um, this goes back way um, right off of high school. I was ar- always like kind of pretty much fat- son that like satisfied with uh, being involved with art, closer to the mic, and, <clears throat> and, and science. And that was fascinating to me. And uh, my vast majority of undergraduate studies was primarily like pre-dental. 
Oh, and um, pre-dental. Wow. Yes, believe it or not. And um, as the time kind of lapsed on, and I was doing a lot of volunteer work at USC, I was involved with a lot of research at USC, and I, I worked in private offices, and I looked at it that this might not be something that's resonating with me. And um, there was a lot of stress involved with practice. I do have a lot of good friends who are dentists now, but uh, we still keep in touch, and we're good friends. But that, that wasn't something that I said, okay, maybe I should pursue. And conversations carried on with friends, and then all of a sudden, chiropractic came on. Mm -hmm. And I started doing more research and read about it, and I said, okay, this is something that I like because um, medications are a way, surgeries are a way, and they're doing more preventative work. They're doing more corrective work, and that's something really – stood out for me yeah. and because when you think of medicine as just drugs surgery you know that's the first line of work in defense yeah. and um, that's when I kind of started looking into it more and as I explored the field I, I said maybe this is something I should get into and the rest is history so applied got in uh, finished up clinicals and then started working here and there and then uh, we'll get into that story. Yeah. Ryan and I hooked up, and uh, pretty much uh, it's been doing really well. So you said, where did you, where did you go to school again? Um, so I started originally Cleveland Chiropractic College. Um, they went through a major change, mm -hmm. and they um, closed off. They had two locations, one in Kansas City, one in L.A., and um, pretty much L.A. closed down, and they had to go some infrastructure changes, and um, some students went out of state to Kansas City, and some of them uh, deployed it to Southern California University, where originally was Los Angeles Chiropractic College. Yeah. And they have acupuncture and, uh, I believe, physician assistant program See, right now. That's crazy. You went from, from dental to chiropractic. I mean, that's a big difference. I mean, I've... It, I, I know as far as like dental, I mean, your, yeah, your dentist friends are all there though, right? Yeah. Because you know that dentistry, the the, we, the suicide rate and like them going crazy uh, is like. I, is, uh, <laughs> one thing I would recommend everyone who is like kind of still exploring the fields, uh, whether professionally is what they want to get into, go and check out the real business, the real practice, the real firm and establishment. See how it's run because a lot of times we can get diplomas and licenses, but mm -hmm. running your practice is just a whole different ballgame. Of course. So seeing that, it just how dependent you are with everything that you utilize with patient care and obviously your team, um, it, it wasn't something that I really wanted to devote my time to. So um, I said, this is something else I want to do. It wasn't there for me completely to stay committed and pursue. So, but a lot of people do that. So much of the respect, I still go to my dentist. Oh well, yeah, obviously we, we gotta go to the dentist. But like, it's it's crazy. Any anytime somebody says you know they're practicing dentistry or anything like that, it's like the first thing I think of is that whole statistic rate that pops up because I didn't believe it until I actually saw multiple studies on it. But it's like anytime I meet a dentist, I go, "You're all there, right? Everything's cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No suicidal thoughts, nothing like that. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. I'm like, all right. I just want to make sure, uh, Mr. Ryan, Doctor Ryan, actually. What about you, bud? So I had my first adjustment when I was five years old. Um, so I was a, I was a patient, uh, really young for right. a little close, yeah, 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 for migraine headaches. Mm -hmm. And my mom, I think I mentioned this to you guys earlier. She was she was a bit of a hippie. If you look at my name, it's spelled R I O N, like the constellation <laughs> Orion. Like she was literally looking up at the stars when she named me. And uh, we didn't we didn't follow traditional medical um, paths in our house. And it goes even further back to her mom as well, too. So she took me to a chiropractor for my migraine headaches and obviously great success and went on. I'm a third-generation Angelino, so 
grandparents grew up in LA, my mom grew up in LA, I grew up in LA, and went to Lockingham High School, and then went to UC Irvine. He kind of went dentistry. I went political science with an emphasis in public law, which then I played soccer there, injured myself, ended up in the training room, and said, I, I do not want to do law. I want to help people. I want to take care of people in a, in a preventative way. And so <clears throat> went straight, to, went to the same school he did. Uh, when, did what Cleveland. You, when did you graduate? Wasn't Cleveland when? kind Where? of the... Uh, no, no, I went to, I went to LACC <laughs> as oh, a LACC, transition okay. through uh, Southern California University of Health Science. I graduated there in 05. I think you were... 11. 11, so six years after me. And then opened up the practice in La Cunada in 08. So mm. that's, that's in a nutshell. Wow. Was Cleveland was the first chiropractic school? Is that uh, or? No, so it was um, Palmer. Palmer. Oh, Palmer. So the two founders of chiropractic, D.D. and B.J. Palmer, uh, 1896. Mm. 1895? 1895. 1895. 1895, they developed. The, so there's one in Davenport, and then there's one up in Northern California, I believe. And then it kind of spread. But Cleveland had two, mm-hmm. shut down, and everyone transferred over to, we call it SCUS, Southern California yeah. University of Health Sciences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, Sciences. the one question I have for you guys is this. Um, as far as, like, chiropractors being doctors, like, I, I enjoy going to the chiropractor all the time. I think it's, number one, it's healthy for you. The adjustments, even for, like you were mentioning, the whole migraines thing, headaches and stuff. Mm-hmm. But why is it that other doctors, as far as, you know, in the medical field, why is it that they don't look at chiropractors as doctors? I mean, what what is it that, why is it you that you guys are kind of like, uh, I don't want to say like looked down upon, but it's like kind of like pushed aside as far as like, no, no, no that's not real. They're not real doctors. Why? What is, what's the reason behind it? Same that? thing with dentists, I yeah, think, yeah. right? <clears throat> they say the same thing about dentists. Do they really? Sort of. Psychiatrist, dentist. But see, what about, psych- a yeah, what, what about a pharmacist? Right. So same thing. Same, same thing? thing? They just say they're not doctors or what? Well, they get their PharmD, then that's how they're considered doctors, but they're not medical doctors, MDs Yeah, or but DOs. see, I think theirs is, it, it's miracle work, man. Like some of the videos you see on, on YouTube and stuff where patients come in barely walking. And I'll never forget that one kid where he's literally like slouched over. And it's, I think it's in Australia or yeah, something. Yeah. We yeah. know that doctor. Yeah, it's and that doctor, doctor, he yeah. literally saved that kid, man. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I, I, just, I, I feel like they're more miracle workers than... So there was a... I always like to start with... There's a joke. We call us O doctors. You're a chiropractor. Oh, right. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, like that's got it. But wow. uh, there was a a very very famous case uh, in which we sued our profession sued uh, the medical doctors. I think it was in the late seventies or early eighties. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can look it up. There's a whole book written about it. Um, and we sued them for basically uh, defamation, right? Yeah. Essentially making those statements about our profession. Um, I think it's, what do you remember the name of the case? You look it up. Chiropractic suits. Yeah, and it set. But up until that point, up until the seventy or eighties, that's what chiropractors were just viewed from MDs as. Hey, they're not prescribing drugs. They're not doing surgeries, and so we just were not viewed as that. But it still sticks a little bit. But we have the cool thing with us now is we have dozens of doctors that refer to uh, MDs that refer to us orthopedic okay. surgeons OBGYNs so it's just about building that relationship and, and bridging that gap there um, what is the major difference between medical and chiropractic school as far as is it 
how you study the anatomy, physiology, biology. What, what, yeah, it's it's the approach. How the approach. you how you go about um, helping your patient. Mm-hmm. It's how you assess and how you drive drive the plan of treatment. Uh, we look more inside and out. We look for the cause, and um, a lot of medical professionals might look for immediate symptoms, but we look to see what's been causing for the symptoms to surface on. So. Um, it's more like fixing the issue rather than just putting a band-aid on it. Yeah. So yeah. The, the lawsuit was in 1987. So, okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to find exactly, you know, what what the law, what the uh, what it was named as far as who versus who. But what is it, um, Wilkes? I see a ju- Well, the judge's name is here, but I can't find exactly exactly who it was. But yeah. I mean, uh, I I think chiropractic is one of the best types of medicine as far as not, I guess not. It's not medicine. No, not not as far as medicine, as far as like taking it orally or. <laughs> I couldn't say with a straight such face. A hard thing to uh, say. But you know, as far as like helping helping out with the with the human body, uh, one of the best things, like wait, like I mentioned, like that kid that was slouched over, headaches, migraines, all that stuff, just getting blood flow to areas where you need the blood flow. It's it's just like Doctor Mike said. It's inside out as opposed to outside in. Yeah. Right. So we're going to focus on your body's ability to, to, to heal itself from the inside out, whether it's through proper thought, proper movement, or proper food, yeah. as opposed to what can we take from the outside and put it in. And so our opinion is that as chiropractors, we have much more confidence in your human body than even maybe, well, for sure, the pharmaceutical companies. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> and I don't want to speak for, for MDs, but even in that sense as well, too. So... It's just a confidence in the body's ability to heal on its own. You know, yeah. There's an intelligence within us, and and I think that that's where one of the core philosophies resides for chiropractic. But do patients come in, for example, and say, I have gastrointestinal issues, or I have uh, diabetes, or I have uh, you know pulmonary issues, and then you guys kind of work your magic as far as from... No, it, most of the time... your approach, it, or is it more orthopedic issues? Most of the time it takes... We have to take that approach and say, hey, we're going we're gonna to deal with your musculoskeletal issue that you mm-hmm. came in with. Mm-hmm. However, just so you know, your spine that we're working with houses the nervous system, which communicates to every organ, cell, and tissue in the body. Mm-hmm. And so if we're going to be able to take you out of a sympathetic stress and take your spine out of stress, then we're going to be able to better improve that flow to the rest of your body and that's where chiropractic becomes holistic mm-hmm. and then you start to build that and now at this point in our careers we do get those types of patients where three four five six years in they're saying hey i wanted to check you guys out for my headaches and for my digestive right. issues before i went and took a medication right mm-hmm. so um education is key patient education doctors are educators so um keeping your patients in connection and explaining what's going on and the reason behind it and how everything is so tied into your central nervous system and that's the main means of body communicating the brain and with the rest of the organs and then we always call, call that the miracle phase when when all the neuromusculoskeletal uh, symptoms have been healing headaches numbness and tingling pain is going away and all of a sudden they're like hey doc 
my constipation has gone away. Um, I'm not dealing with that acid reflux anymore. Does it really help with that stuff too? <laughs> yeah, come on in. <laughs> Jeez, no, not that. <laughs> not that I'm constipated, doctor. <laughs> no, it just improves energy, sleep, mind fog goes away. So, a lot of the systematic changes come on when when that central central nervous system gets restored and starts to function more in a proper manner. Yeah, interesting. And then you mentioned earlier where. You started the uh, clinic or the practice in 2008, and then yeah. Mike joined you afterwards? Or you guys, how, how did you guys meet? There's two different stories for that. <laughs> which which <laughs> version is more entertaining? Either one. <laughs> Go ahead. No, both entertaining. Yeah. No, he came Dude. in, he came um, in, and I, what was I, like the sixth chiropractor that you had checked out? Yes. Something yeah. like that? As a patient or to join? I, to, uh, As a student, it was an internship. I did oh. full cavity okay. surgery. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, what did I tell you? What was the, I said basically, hey, um, I forget what I said. So I wanted to reach out and see who are the local guys. Uh-huh. Um, just kind of back in the, before all of this started, I used to work at a dental office in La Cunada, So I had good connection with most of the members out there in the community. And Ryan's practice came on on the Google search. And I said, hey, I'm going to check this guy out. Um, locking it a good city I feel like I can connect to it Glendale close by and uh, obviously back then uh, not married things were just pretty much hey I can get to this I can do this I can work so I connected with him and he said come on in uh, we set up an appointment at the time as he's saying I was just kind of calling everybody Pasadena even on the west side and then I was just setting up appointments to go and then his appointment kind of conflicted with another one and I dropped the ball. Are you serious? So I dropped the ball completely. I said, I'll call this guy later and then uh, he was pretty upset. <laughs> then I figure out and then I went through all these um, interviews and pretty much got some offers and then I said, I'm going to work here and there but all of a sudden I said, you know what? I should connect with this guy. Something just really didn't uh, fit right with going with a different practice and then I contacted him and then we rescheduled that appointment and then I never mentioned anything a year or two later I told him the story and then he was pretty upset he's like you dropped the ball on me and you never came uh, in oh, and I, <laughs> yeah, I think I tried to convince him out of working with me initially yeah mm-hmm. just and I just said this is these are my goals this these are my intentions this is the type of practice I have if you don't want to practice this way then don't practice here and he he crushed it he came in and he did everything that we were doing and I mean, again, without getting into the details of, of our practice now, but he's just he's he's really well known in the community so for how, what he does. How long has it been with you guys as far as partners? Um, on paperwork or none? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, whatever whatever floats your boat, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, uh, so beginning of 2012. Oh, so it's yeah. been it's maybe been, even uh, before. Yeah, so eight nine years. Now, eight, yeah. eight years now, basically. Yeah, Is it the eight year mark yet? Have you guys surpassed eight years or? We're not even still, counting anymore. Yeah, it's too busy. So okay, qu- now question for you guys. <laughs> yeah, the bow ties. Yeah. Uh, when did that start? Uh, 2013 or 14. We we wanted to connect with our patients, and that was a platform for us to kind of stay connected beyond our treatment hours and tables. And uh, him and I, uh, we followed a um, couple guys on um, on is it Fox News or yeah the one thing we have always had in yeah. common is soccer soccer yeah and we love soccer oh there you go and, and so go ahead yeah. and uh, there was this show that I seen still going men in blazers so um, oh my god hold on, hold two on. analysts oh, they're and great they, you they, guys gotta check it out is that on Fox 
I think yeah. it's on Fox or NBC, either one of them, I'm not sure. But um, basically, they analyze what's been happening over the weekend, uh-huh. all the games, all the fun stuff and uh, controversy, whatnot. So uh, we kind of picked their model and unified it with chiropractic and said, okay, this is what we want. So it's in a box setting, sitting tight, just the way we are right now, and then close camera, and then a couple of um, objects in the back, whether it's soccer or whatever, chiropractic, and then that, that's our mini studio. And then we wanted to talk about health. We wanted to promote health. We wanted to promote nutrition, exercise, all that that we do at our office. And that was a way that we could channel and connect with our patients until this day. So men in blazers? <laughs> yeah, it's dogs, dogs and, and bow ties. Dogs and, and bow ties. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's copyrighted too. Oh, is it? <laughs> no, well, there you go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just go along with it, man. Go along with it yeah, before somebody else yes, takes it. Uh, Anytime you have a good idea, just say it's copyrighted. So they nobody, don't think yeah. everyone yeah, checks so. nowadays. Nobody <laughs> checks shit anymore, <laughs> bro. Just well, every, yeah, every, every, keep up, man. You can't check anything nowadays. There's something uh, new in the news <laughs> always. Every five uh, minutes, there's something in the feed. So as uh, far as far as like, okay, as you know, the past couple podcasts, well, not even couple, bro. Past couple months of podcasts. You know, we've been talking about, you know, the coronavirus. Uh, and obviously, it's affected a lot of businesses, small businesses, large businesses. Uh, a lot of large businesses have reopened again. A lot of, <clears throat> uh, as far as, you know, like the Costco's, the Walmart's, all that stuff, obviously with some guidelines. But you guys fall under the category of small business. And originally, you guys, were you guys known as an essential business? How did it affect you guys as far as COVID? So we were, we were actually told to stay open as an essential business in the sense that they wanted to ease the surge, right, into the hospitals yeah. in regards to musculoskeletal issues. So they said, hey, as chiropractors, this is what you guys deal with. If you are willing to stay open, then you're going to help us ease the surge. We were also asked by our associations to sign up and were recruited to come into hospitals. So you mentioned earlier the profession that, would look at us as not doctors now being recruited by that industry to come in and help them. So that, that was, it was bittersweet, right? It was one of, of those course. kind of gateways where it's like, okay, cool. We're being, we're being, you know, recognized in that sense. At the same time, we have our practice and that was our platform. Yeah. And uh, right? to, to a degree, they wanted to um, have most people with um, superficial uh, light symptoms, you know, with headaches and back pain to stay away from that hospital setting to avoid excessive amount of traffic flowing through. So they have enough um, defense and members to obviously fight the COVID and treat everyone who's who's in need of care and attention. So that was one of the things that they told us that, hey, stay open, do what's needed within the guidelines, uh, follow the advisories, and then obviously provide care. Now, do you guys work with attorneys as far as um people who are in car accidents come to you guys for treatment yeah see how did it affect you guys there as far as with the covid were patients comfortable coming in or were they were like you know uh, maybe i should just hold off on it for a little bit and then let's see what happens with this covid i mean what were what was going on man? <laughs> less driving less car accidents so uh, and then the the few we we would get probably was very severe either um emotion emotion stress type of a car accident not paying attention totally um some bizarre accidents you know crashing into a tree um hitting a gate weird ones yeah. and uh you know that mental state is not there what about what about like the existing patients who had more treatments still to go how did they feel were they coming in or were they hesitant as we well? got hit what was it we were down about 30 percent 30 40 percent yeah. i would say 40 on the worst week um at the peak yeah um 
We communicate with, with everyone. We reached out to everyone, letting them know that uh, we do what we can. Uh, we provide what we can to make sure it's, one, it's a safety environment. Two, it's effective. And we offer them that we can remotely also provide any type of recommendations, you know, to just keep the ball flowing. So we, they're not dealing with re-aggravations of their existing symptoms. Um, and do what we can to just kind of keep them floating till everything kind of becomes a little bit more settled to get them back in. So, yeah, he, he takes care of mostly personal injury. <coughs> mm-hmm. And then I take care of mostly family and athletes. Oh, nice. And ironically enough, the personal injury portion of the practice is what saved us economically oh. because of the accounts receivables, uh, where my portion of the practice, where I might have still been seeing the patients because we had that, that culture, that wellness culture built in, um, there wasn't, the money had already been paid, right? So it was, it was actually a perfect, it lined up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it was a, it's a, kind of was nice how that worked out yeah, yeah. i mean they, i mean just rebound off of one another right? and that's yeah. and that's how it, it was but like big like a big this wouldn't really help Save now you guys. yeah and it, it really spotlighted that and, and kind of you know concreted the that model for us it's kind of like you guys didn't put your eggs in one basket exactly which yeah, basically saved the, save yeah. the business. Not that anything would, I mean, God forbid, anything would no. happen to the practice itself, but uh, you guys are teamed up in such a good way where, you know, you're focusing on personal, he's focusing on family and uh, athletes. So it's kind of, you know, it's a, it's a tag team kind of partnership thing. Yeah. Now, when patients do come in, I mean, do you guys, is it strictly just family for you and physical for you, or do you guys kind no. of like interchange and... Um, we both have a good base of uh, pediatric, young, um, old athletes, non-athletes, and then PI. But we try to kind of specialize on PI in one side of the game and then have pediatric and athletes on one side. But we both have number of patients. I mean, on average, we see 200 patients a day. So we, there's plenty of numbers coming through the door. So... We don't pick and choose, you know. And See, pediatric, I can't imagine a kid that needs adjustment. Like how, pediatric meaning like what, toddlers maybe even? From Newborns. hours old. Yes. From hours so, old. Hours so, old? So, yeah, so I think it's... Yeah. it's uh, Please look. Yeah, the, the, yeah, exactly. The technique is completely different. Well, obviously, yeah, you're not going to adjust the kid's yeah, neck. And <laughs> exactly, and you might be adjusted different than you might be adjusted. And so that's where... Our process when we process a patient is a lot of education. We take a patient through with first and second visit. So with with pediatrics and with children, they need it just as much because they're going through growth. So their joints are growing, they're uh, falling, they're having injuries. And during all that, they're sitting more now. We talk about how much they're on the screens with the coronavirus, with Zoom. You look at infants, you guys all have children, right? Yes. So um, both our wives had, had natural labor, and when we talk about it with them and when we, we were actually there in the room, our children labored just as much as our wives did to come out. Mm-hmm. And so there's a trauma there, right, having to push out, having to come out. They worked. I don't know if you guys were, got to see your children being born, but that was work for, for your children. And so checking their nervous system, checking their spine, and it's just gentle. It's like that much pressure. But you can tell even on an infant's So that's our profession. Really? So we, we feel for tone. So if everyone goes like this, yeah. mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then just touch, go do it to yourself. And just hold one finger to your thumb. 
Okay. Right? And then keep it there and then change it. Do you feel that tone changes? Yeah, that's yeah. how I check my exactly. steak. Exactly. Steak. <laughs> chicken. Exactly. No, medium that's, rest. That's how well done. like, well done, <laughs> medium. How, hey, which one do you want? This, this, or that? That is exactly it. So, so that's what you guys showed so, me. So Mike and I, over 15 years of practice, have been able to not only feel that change in tone, but also feel the stages in between as well. So we can touch oh, you and I can shit, feel where man. you have that increased amount of stress in your body. Now I want to be touched all of a sudden. <laughs> 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 Nothing new there. Mike, Mike, Mike closer. <laughs> Mike, you can have it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and so it's, it's, and that's, I mean, that goes back to our education is being yeah. able, I mean, we start touching normal anatomy, you know, and that's part of our education. I just feel like for a kid, is it, now let me ask you this, is it true when like a kid is born, like all their bones aren't developed fully, majority of it is like cartilage, isn't it? Yeah, right. They're like rubber. Really? Yeah. So, like, okay, how much of, let's say, for example, a three-year-old comes in and he's got a short leg, for example. Right. And, I mean, what what would you do there? You would actually adjust a three-year-old to kind of... Yeah, so it would be just a really subtle soft tissue, work on the joint, identify the soft tissue. Or check the, the hips. Check yeah. the hips, analyze the way they walk. It's called yeah. the gait. Watch the way they walk, see if there's any type of abnormal abnormal pattern and then you'd give them you do the adjustment and then give recommendations as far as this is what you need to do at home this is what you need to look for usually there's physical stresses and patterns that and, have created that and the whole popping and everything with the no, kid no, no, no 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 cracking no it's popping. so gentle it's so gentle yeah okay yeah because so that's that's what i'm afraid of it's like all right like no. you know you got a three-year-old a four-year-old you're taking them in it's like you know, my kid's got a short leg. What are you going to do? Normally with, you know, with an adult, yeah. you would kind of adjust the hip or whatever. But with three-year-olds, like, what are you going to do? You're going to pop the kid, like, you actually, like, adjust it? Well, and back to your question in regards to people coming in for other systemic issues. Actually, the people that we, the, the patient population that we see with the most systemic issues are the children. The people bring in and they say, my kid's got colic or he's constipated mm. or, and there's no, they don't want to put them on Prilosec. They don't want to put them on a drug as an infant. So mm-hmm. that's actually where a lot of the wellness starts for us in our office is if we can take stress off the nervous system. How about, how about the common cold, guys? Do you guys think chiropractics could help with the common cold as well? So if we're taking stress off yeah. the nervous Nerve. system? Yeah, yeah it, it, go, it goes back to checking the body inside and out, you know, immune system, how well you're functioning, how well the stress load is being affected. And um, helping physical, chem- chemical, emotional state, you know, like uh, chemical, emotional, and then physical stresses, obviously, you know, dietary, neuromusculoskeletal, and obviously mind. You want to make sure that things are getting restored. Um, and that obviously surpasses the immune system. You know, a lot of times you get sick because your immune system is not functioning well. So sleep as well, right? I mean, huge. Sleep the, sleep's the base. Yeah, nervous system is the main um, system of the body that works really hard when you're sleeping. So if you're not getting enough sleep or you're waking up at nights constantly and the nervous system is not doing well, so getting adjusted definitely. Do you sleep well? Yeah, do you sleep well? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. No. You do? Oh, yeah. yeah. Never wake up, man. Never. So circadian rhythm, right? Circadian rhythm right is the natural it's rhythm right. of the body. Dude, yeah. i got to change my mattress, Dude, I, man. I, I, I wake up in the mornings. You know what happens? Minutes. My upper body's heavier than my lower it's body. always the mattress. <laughs> well, that's what mattress. I think it is. <laughs> that's the, the, the outside-in fix. When you move into your right? new home, you can. <laughs> oh, you know what kind of bed I'm getting? I'm getting those, um, those, a, those, a, yeah, air beds. <laughs> yeah, hold my back to break a place. No, those those beds where they're as they're really really low yeah. to the ground, like where the Japanese mattress. Yeah, kind of, that's yeah. what it is. It's Japanese. It's a Japanese based bamboo kind yeah. of thing, and it's like it's literally sitting on the ground. 
Now, what would you guys would you guys recommend something like that? Yeah, I mean, again, it it, it comes it's, back I, to first, what what's what are you not doing for your own health first? So, are you eating clean? Are you thinking clean? Are you moving clean? And okay. then we address that first, and then we would say, okay, we've done all of that. Now let's look at your bed. Oh shit! Okay, so you got to start from inside out, not outside in. So what what's considered? Let, let's let's take an approach as far as patient comes in what's considered clean eating clean thinking and everything else you mentioned as far as lifestyle goes because there's i mean you know there's a lot of folks watch these doctors on tv the dr Oz show the other one what's it called the doctors and so on and so forth and then you've got web and and google which once you go there you're pretty much terminal because yeah you've got a knee pain it's going to lead to Cancer. arthritis and then yeah cirrhosis <laughs> So, Stage so, four. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Mike <laughs> take this one. So Mike is vegan. I'm not vegan. Um, You're but, a carnivore. But we have very Mike. We got to talk to you about yeah, that. Go we, ahead. Sorry, Doug. We we have very uh, similar ideas and views on nutrition. And if you look at our two diets, there's there's a heavy Venn diagram, right? They overlap mm-hmm. each other heavily. But I'll let him take this because this is really a passion of his. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it goes back whole food based. You know what you can't grow in your backyard, don't eat it. Right. So. I we always talk about like cow. Like yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, cow girl is really good. I can, have, I can make my own alcohol in the backyard. <laughs> have you been to Lakeview Terrace? And that's good. That's, that's really a process, that. though, right? So the further away it gets yes. from, the further away it gets so, from what it is. Tahunga, yeah. Silmar, Sun Valley, <laughs> Shadow Hills. I can go on Lakeview Terrace, livestock, man. I'm with you. you so go. yeah, so, so let him go. Like, like it, so yeah. uh, it goes back. Patients always talk about it. Like, what is good? I'm like, when you walk into a store, grocery store, the first five to ten yards is what you want to take. Everything that's sitting on the shelf, there's a reason why it's on the shelf. Everything has got an expiration mark. There's a reason why the it's outside got of the yeah. market. Right? You know, it, everything that's more. Uh, pretty much gray cream it's processed you know pastas and the rices and everything that's packaged up so um, now companies are getting smarter about it how they're labeling their food so you have to get smart about reading um, all these scientific names are you talking about like the gluten free not so much the gluten it's just more on the sugar side you know how they're avoiding it's zero sugar but when you read the label is like worse than a soda yeah you know so whole food based you know uh, obviously based on fruits and vegetables and all that and then there comes a question of oh you might be deficient on b complex or you might be deficient on protein but you have to um to stay uh vegan be very much balanced you have to maintain a really good balance with your intake if you're just eating fruits and vegetables and you're not consuming the right amounts daily, then you obviously become deficient in B12 and protein intake. So you have to really get into dive deep. Uh, It's not just eating salads all day. So what is your protein as far as what do you you take as far as protein? uh, You know, there's a portion that's processed that I don't get into myself, like the tofu and the tempeh and all oh, that. Oh, good, good. Yeah, so you know, we, can, we, we have grounds to work on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And then you, cool. you get it from lentils, garbanzo beans, and uh, red beans, and uh, primarily like, um, and then red pea, uh, blood, green peas. Uh, it, it all depends what your intake, but mainly of those. Nuts and then as you, well, no? Nuts have. Yeah, cashews, nuts have raw nuts, peanuts, cashew, macadamia nuts, good uh, walnuts, good, good fat. fat, raw. And Shame protein up. and fiber. Yeah. So uh, a how, lot of... Yeah. How long have you been a vegan? Just so uh goes back, I would say we're just turning third, third year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, third year. But we've always had a 
healthy diet, but I wouldn't say the best. I'm still, I'm not anywhere near anyone's thinking. We all need to improve. Um, I think every every month or if not every year, we learn more what's out there. And there is by far a lot more uh, more efficient vegans out there. You know, you, you have to dedicate. I mean, with kids is extremely hard. Um, Are your kids vegan or no? No, we we tend to um, provide what what we eat to them. Obviously, on the table, then they they join us. And that more and more, my o- older one who is six, he's been trying out, and he's like, "Oh, this is not good. Let me have." It. And and he he loves to follow me on things. So he's like, "If daddy's having it, I'm gonna have it." But obviously, right now with kids, you know how it is. If they're eating, you're happy. Yeah, you yeah, know. Of course. So uh, Can't what, be too what we try, yeah. <laughs> so we try to keep yeah, it as clean as possible. You know, with less processed, less less sugar, less gluten, uh, and no fast foods. You know. I think it's, it, what we do have in common is we both have our gardens, yeah. so we both grow our own vegetables. Really. And yeah. that's as a parent, and and that's one of the first things we did as a parent. My kids will go right outside and they'll they'll grab a piece of kale out of the garden, uh, carrot out of the ground, uh, radish out of the ground, and they'll just eat it, and they know what that is. And there's something more exciting about that than it going in a market, it being under fluorescent light. Mm-hmm. They can smell it, they can touch it, they can mm-hmm. feel it. The dirt. And they see the, the dirt, process. The dirt has the, yeah. the biomes, the microbes, the probiotics. So Everything they need. They'll even eat a little of the dirt, not on purpose, but they'll get that in their body, and we're cool with that. Yeah. And so you take all of those, all of those different doctors and different organizations that are making dietary recommendations and you're going to see common theme you're going to see more vegetables more fruits lean animal proteins healthy fats and water Mm -hmm. less sugar that's that's what you're going to see at the core of all of those really good diets see he's he's talking about a kid grabbing kale carrot all that stuff eating your dirt and all and then you have parents who the kid touches a ba- basketball or a baseball that's been on the floor it's like okay let me wash your hands before you eat supper yeah, absolutely so yeah. that's where our philosophy resides yeah. and so you can get into now wh- what is the immune system and what is you're fixing that you're you're getting a better immune system in the future your kid's not gonna have any health issues because their body gets yeah. used to all of that and are they building confidence in their body's ability to heal or in a drug's ability to take care of them their body has much better so what's of- health to them is it a hospital or is it their backyard mm-hmm. their home so would your kids for example would they rather eat let's say Doritos or drink a juice out of a can or a bottle or would so we they, don't have those in our home, but when we do go over to friends' houses. Right. So, or would they rather, or do you teach them as far as, well, here's a potato. Let's thinly slice it. We can air fry it or bake it, however mm. you want to do it. And this is how potato chips are actually made, not the orange stuff that we don't even know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> same thing with juices. Or uh, how, how much of a difference has that made? Is that is that how you approach it with so your kids? So it's all modeled, or? so we don't even have to teach them. They just watch because we eat this, we eat that way. Mm-hmm. Whatever they see, the kids see at well, home. Yeah. That's yeah. what they're used to. It's yeah. all modeled, and so if you're not modeling it, then yes, you'd have to teach them. But if you're not modeling and not it. and teaching them, they're still going to see you, and you're their biggest right. influence. Yeah, because that's been the biggest challenge for me is in my house is uh, we we don't drink sodas, we don't eat Doritos and all that stuff. But we all, we always have it because people come over. That's what they're accustomed to. And then I've got friends, you know, like Argo, who's 
very much yeah. into mutual <laughs> friends yeah. uh, into nutrition and he's like well why don't why don't you teach them to not eat Doritos and I'm like they come over the kids don't they, they go for the Doritos because when I put kale chips their kids won't touch it mine will because that's what they grew up eating but the other ones don't so feel bad we get Doritos mm. for example good but, yeah, but it, at the end of the day it's your home right that's what I do as well like we don't have any soda at home I mean, when, friend, when people, friends come over, what do they do? We don't have soda. You don't, don't have either. soda. We don't have soda. Like, I've, there's been times where, and my friends are used to it now. When they come over, they've brought pizza over, for example. I mean, I'll eat pizza, but then when they want to drink something, I go, guys, I got Perrier, I got water. Which one do you yeah. guys want? Yeah. And they're used to it. So you say water or water? Is that what you Yeah, mean? basically. Sparkling or flat. Sparkling or flat. <laughs> right? Simple I mean, as that. And they're used to it. Yeah. And, and you'll I'm, see that change. You, you go peel over to people's house, guess what they'll start providing for you? Water. And vegetables, yeah. because that's what you provide at your home. Mm. Like our chips. So they'll go out and buy specific vegetables just because I'm going if you're, over. If you're right? doing it for them, yeah. why wouldn't they'll they do, do it for it? you? Like yeah. El buys those uh, Trader Joe's veggie chips. It's basically yeah. different types of vegetables that are baked. Yeah. I mean, it tastes like cardboard. It's still processed. But like I've gotten yeah. used to it. <laughs> it's still <laughs> processed. Yeah. Yeah. We're it's getting away from the whole idea. Like yeah. Not, yeah. not all of them. No, no, no. Not no, all no. Of them. no, that's not like, processed. It's, if it's bagged. The other on, way, the other day I bought, chi- I mean, I bought chips for my son. No, uh, one was, it was two different flavors of baked um, carrots. And when you read, it's absolutely nothing. Salt carrots and it's been either hydrated and it'll, I mean, tell dehydrated. You it'll, it'll even tell you the oil that was drizzled on it or we, whatever and I, I think we can agree to call it a gateway veggie yeah. if it gets you two <laughs> fresh veggies then we're cool with it yeah. but ultimately he's right because what yeah. what it, what are you wanting to get from the vegetables yeah. the, the nutrition the vitamins and, and if gone, it's buddy. if it's baked it's going to lose some of it. Of course. Of course. Not well, everything. In like. that case, then you, you essentially can't cook anything. So You should the, eat raw broccoli instead of, right? The degree at which yes. you cook it is going to change. Mm-hmm. So a cruciferous, like a broccoli, a Swiss chard, a cauliflower, uh, that slightly cooking it actually converts the oxalates to calcium. So it mm-hmm. provides higher levels of calcium, which is mm-hmm. good. But if you completely boil the chard, yeah. it's, it's yeah. dead. So it's... Again, it's a fine line. Fresh, fresh is always best. Yeah, so if you can yeah. make a majority of your plate fresh, that's yeah. good. Slow and low temperature cooking. Yeah, right. Fresh um, steak. Majority of the time keeps fresh it raw. vegetables are <laughs> good to go, bro. See, my daughter was even saying steak, the other day. Bro. She was on the swing. Steak, uh, yeah, my daughter was on the swing, and my wife asked her. She's like, "What do you What do you want a snack on?" Yeah. And she said, "Broccoli." Yeah. yeah. So she cut up like two or three broccolis, stopped the swing. Started, she yeah, she chopped on the broccoli and then that's how it yeah. starts. It's alive, right? We, and they know it. <laughs> we were at a chosh get together, <laughs> yes, a which few says months something. Ago. How are you eating chosh when you're vegan? He'll you, tell you, bro. We're sitting outside, there's about 20 of us, these guys. Like, it's a Sunday morning at Argo's place, and then you're shitting me, bro. Mike is in the kitchen <laughs> cooking up this, you know, smoothie, yeah, smoothie yeah, with one of our other friends, Caro, and they walk out with this big container of. Smoothie. It's like a bowl. Yeah, and, and they start pouring it in their bowl, the chash bowl, but they're eating the smoothie. And I'm like, yeah. you're not going to have chash. He's like, no, man, I'm vegan for three years. I actually <laughs> tried it. It was amazing, even though it doesn't go with chash. And then you had chash, of course. Well, I, <laughs> okay, I tried, of course, I had chash. But, you swore me for But <laughs> the fact that he could sit there while we're having chash and he eats the smoothie, him and one of our other friends was, I mean, you got to have discipline. Shit, for that. So, Mike, what about like sushi and stuff? 
Oh, we used fish. to have sushi meals together. That <laughs> yeah. was one of our favorite things so to do. Fish. Yeah. No fish. No fish. Avocado uh, rolls is his, oh is his jam. God, Nothing with the face man. on it. <laughs> Just don't look at the it, face, bro. Mike. Go for it. <laughs> but mind you, Just close your a, eyes. A vegan is not a... A lot of people confuse vegan and vegetarian. That's dairy and eggs. Yeah. yeah. Ve- a vegan, you cannot have it if it comes from an animal. So no honey either, huh? Honey is on debate. Really? I don't. Uh, I've never Should been look a at fan his leather of shoes. So <laughs> <laughs> does that make sense, Mike? So there's this debate with honey. Is like, uh, you know, animal animal product. Uh, I don't eat um, the bee honey as die. much. Yeah, and <laughs> it makes Ma- it. Well, milk too. I mean, the cows but true vegans. That What's are the point of the honey? The honey is there for raw. them to feed their kids with. At the end of the day. True. I mean, I'm asking the vegan. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> what about the bear? I'm not a beekeeper. <laughs> bear. Let's put this, like if you're a vegan, that's the like we take milk from the cow. That that milk is not meant for our kids. Right. That's meant yeah, for that cow's right. Yeah, calf. Our, our right? kids never. True? Our kids never drank uh, cow milk. Yeah. What Thank did you. What, what did they do? My wife made cashew milk. Really? She would make it. Cow's she still makes is it. the worst thing you can give. It's or, like poisoning. Cow's milk? Yes. It's like poisoning your kids, bro. Any oh, other I'll, any I'll take other a nice animal chocolate milk, milk any, wrong any night, bro. Get that digestive system going. And just I go. mean, back then, no, milk was milk. We had less hormones Real and milk. antibiotics well, yeah, in there. Course. And everything else wasn't as processed. It was just right there. The thing is, with but milk, no, it's, it's sweeter. <laughs> like, any milk you're trying, those 2%. It's not milk, bro. It's been washed down 18 million different ways. It's not milk. It tastes like sugary. Even vanilla if, creamer like, even like if Starbucks. it came from a village in Armenia Gumri wherever you want to go it's still technically our body doesn't have the metabolism to process the protein yeah. in cow's milk I would try right? uh, milk from a village in Armenia though over well <laughs> that's clean that's it's clean that but, would be good that would be like still, cream you know, th- we you're grew up absolutely drinking correct. that you, you have Armenia. to develop the enzyme yeah, it's not from drinking it. Yeah, yeah we would all have a really bad stomach issues if we drank raw milk right now because right our systems are not designed for that. Right. No. And that's why when I went back to Armenia, I don't know many people I think had that issue. You go back there for ten days, you got the runs. I mean, even mm-hmm. to drink water in certain countries, right? Because yes, against the biome, the right? Yeah. And it comes back yeah. to what your biome is used Definitely. to. Levick makes a great point about honey. He says milk comes from inside a cow, so it's not vegans can't drink that whereas honey is made by the bee it doesn't come from inside the honey yeah. i mean inside the, the bee. bee it's something that they make with the i like it right yeah i'll buy that, that makes sense yeah. so right, technically it is it. vegan yeah, take that <laughs> good one Levy. let's give that to <laughs> by the way earlier vog had a question about your office yes. as far as insurance goes do you guys mm-hmm. take insurance or is it cash and then they have super bills or how does it how does it work so we're um out of network so uh, based on out of network benefits, uh, we can look and see what what type of benefits they have. Most people think they have insurance, and but when we verify benefits, they have a very high deductible, especially if the individual is very healthy. Um, they don't take medications, so the uh, deductible lends three to five or seven thousand dollars. So really, we can utilize Cash insurance. Cash is probably cheaper. Yeah, and <laughs> a lot of times then it nowadays gives them more freedom in their care too, yeah. because yeah. oftentimes. And we made a conscious decision. He really made this push, and he really helped with the practice go towards this way. Is oftentimes you're going to dictate your care based on what your insurance provides. Mm-hmm. 
And we want to be able to help the patient make an educated decision mm-hmm. uh, without that influence, without that third-party influence that may not even know who you are, what your history is. Yeah. Which, which nowadays there's more management companies um, like American Specialty Health that oversee five, six different insurance entities and uh, all the claim um, evaluations go through them first before it lands on the insurance. So that delays the process. And if an individual patient needs number of visits, they only approve a few in the beginning that delays the effectiveness of the care. And then, then we have a third party who's not involved with the care between you and I as a patient and someone else is dictating way away. You know, so I don't think that's fair for the patient if you do have a policy and the policy has benefits and you're paying for it. Seems like those dictators are always, <laughs> they're, they're clueless about the process, yet they're making the decisions for us, especially when it comes to health. I mean, these are part of the medical board too, correct? I mean, so we have our own no, board. It's a chiropractic it's board. Our chiropractic yeah, board. Yeah, National yeah. Chiropractic Board. So. It can it can swing, and we see we see the publics. Is that board working towards getting uh, more people into chiropractic offices instead of doctors, where they use more medicine? It's more of a regulatory board. Yeah, than it is like a marketing like. Not not marketing. I mean, going after insurance companies to be able to provide more chiropractic help to the people. They do. I mean, we were the first lobbyists exist in everything. Why not chiropractors? Well. The biggest lobbyists are pharmaceutical and, yeah. and oh, the yeah. American Medical Association. So you talk earlier about what we're against in our history is there's that. But I think that it, it's just one of those things that we were, one, we were one of the first alternative. We were the first alternative healthcare practitioners in America to be accepted in insurance providers. So there's plenty of insurance providers provided to have chiropractic in the benefits. But it might be like six or twelve yeah, visits. Very limited. Yeah. It's very limited. So it also might be more be it might be more expensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not that there it's not there, it's just not necessarily it may not be what that's needed in that case. And but then our reputation do, yeah. do you do you have a restaurant uh, benefit in your insurance? That's two different things. But a restaurant, I mean that's a choice and that's just like yeah. You know, make food at home. But if someone's feeling bad, but they don't have the coverage to go see this man, that's a failure of our system. Well, let me let me tell you why I'm saying that. Because unfortunately, how many times have you noticed people just in a random conversation, if you eavesdrop, they're talking about, oh, we were at so and so restaurant last night. You know, we dropped five hundred dollars. That's true. Four hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, and then even for their own kids, if they they need chiropractic services yeah. or whatever it is, dentistry, anything. $20 copay, they'll raise hell. Oh, the $20. Yeah, man, yeah, it blows yeah, my mind. But then they'll the buy a $2,500 flat screen TV. Or that. Yes. Stupid. Yes. New rims on their car. So for us, it's like we have to set that. We have to, we have to, we have to give ourselves value. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And if we give ourselves value, then the patient will give you value too, right? So... It's, it, it's the it's, sooner you, when it comes to health, the, the more proactive you are than reactive, the more your longevity, everything, the, the long-term costs, whether it's to your finances, to your health, to your families, well, yeah. everything is, the more proactive you are is, even if you put aside, what let's say whatever it is, thousand bucks a year, yeah. that's more than enough Absolutely. long-term to benefit you, right? Absolutely. Versus waiting when you're 50 all of a sudden you've got 18 different uh symptoms and all these comorbidities at that point don't don't go out to eat once a month 
Yeah, or go Starbucks. Literally, or don't or, go to Starbucks yeah. and make your buy your crappuccino, as Josh Robert Thompson would say. <laughs> don't buy your freaking seven dollar <laughs> crappuccino and put it aside. Simple as that. I I was having that conversation today with a patient who just committed to care uh, this morning, and uh, he was uh, he was telling me, um, "This is too much." And um, as I'm far as the cost goes, cost yeah. goes, and um, I can't commit to it. And I said, "You know what's the best thing today?" that you still have an option that you, to make a decision about your health based on money. And money is the only obstacle. So many people can spend as much as they want. Still and not get what they're looking for. Come here 15 times a day, they're still not going to get the results. That option is not there. The ball is in your court. You still can make a decision. And I think that be, this will be the best investment. And mm. these are patients coming in with history of 20, 30 plus years of chronic back pain, headaches, which they've been misled, whether it's with one practitioner or medical doctor or one type of therapy that hasn't worked, and they're just searching for answers, and they come to us, and it's that voice that you just need to spend time and explain things, how this all, this all has really started for them, and um, I think a lot of people appreciate that once you sit down and educate them, because this is what's happening, it's causing this issue, rather than you have this take that or do that yeah. you know yeah. to, just I mean, to explain the process just a couple months maybe even weeks of therapy that'll yeah. literally change your life but they'd it's rather true. basically put that money in their pocket and go spend it on things that are unnecessary Restaurants. and it's sad it's sad i mean that's what that's what it's become and i i think they're kind of blinded by it maybe yeah. the fact that okay you know what the 20 dollars or the 40 dollars or the 50 dollars that i'm spending every other day on nonsense yeah. can be put aside and I could actually put it towards my health and towards my body or even towards my kid's body or yeah. I just don't get it. I don't I don't understand how the how that process is in people's minds. Yeah. There's there's always the choice even when people say well I can't find I can't afford to buy whole foods not meaning the yeah. store whole food meaning yeah, just like whole food like based, whole yeah. whole food food based, based. Or, well like you can always grow it uh, and I'm not saying you specifically are doing it because you can't afford whole foods it's mm. I, I mean that's the best thing you can do is grow it yourself mm. not only like you said do your kids learn the process but you know exactly what went in there from the soil to the water right yeah. it's yeah. not just about well it's organic okay great it's what organic. does that and then mean? what does that mean yeah. in order for it to be organic technically everything from the soil to the water to, to the uh, season sees everything plays a role Absolutely. otherwise it's technically not <laughs> organic yeah. i mean we know? had we had massive fires we have massive fires every year and that yeah. dumps ash on my garden and right it's like i'm like what and like what did that do to you know what did that just do to my garden you know like so i think of it that deeply what did it? i mean in a way ryan the ash is actually helping your soil so, so you got to look at it you know as well too it volcanic could ash putting <laughs> but <laughs> What what's in those particulates, and are they? It might be helping the soil, but is it helping the vegetables that they weren't eating? Right on and the spot. On yeah, so on the spot. So again, you think of it, you start to think of it that even that deeply, and and I, again, maybe it probably did help the soil. So so to get perspective to to all of us, yeah, to myself even is first of all, is your garden big enough to actually supply you Sustain. year round? So yeah, we I'm, I have to bring this guy extra. I mean, we were, yeah. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. So well, we're, 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 we change it quarterly. Yeah. Wow. You so, change the vegetables quarterly. So what do you change yeah, them? because this is what you learn too when growing is that vegetables have seasons, 
Okay, you do, so it's not... Well, that, <laughs> that's <laughs> the what you were saying. You're like, you're spoiled at this. I'm like, even the season, man. So they're, they're not like blueberries. You know, 12, right? 12 months and this out of is... Year. What, green? Exactly. Green. Leafy like, greens. Yeah. So even yeah. leafy greens, like a big fat, like a cabbage or a lettuce. Oh. And we're so, in California, we're so used to getting things from Chile and from Mexico. We can have anything at any time. You don't realize that sometimes that's forced grown. Yeah. And so when you start to grow yourself, you're like, oh, I can't grow my iceberg lettuce or my romaine lettuce in the summer. What's I stopping it, though? It could be the Weather. heat. It could be the sun. It, mm-hmm. Usually it's the heat. It's... Uh, so yeah, right now it's tomatoes, cucumbers. I have tomatoes, cucumbers, peppers, kale, um, watermelon, zucchini, and then we always have an herb bed as well. Too. So also all outside yeah, grow, right? All so outside, yeah. See, like no greenhouse, nothing like that. Or, no. Like for example, I just find them. For example, iceberg lettuce that you were talking about, right? Okay, you grow your lettuce. That's hydroponic. How, right? how long does it? How long does it? La- I mean, how many lettuces do you grow? Let me ask you that first. So iceberg grows as a head, right? And yes. so we never really grow iceberg just because you got one head. But uh, romaine, you can pick the leaves off. You go out and you have a mixed green salad. As you pick, you know, it's 20, as you need. You yeah. don't load up the fridge. You don't cut the stem <laughs> off, right? You just pick the leaves off as. And you, you need. just continue to water it and maintain you, it. And you don't Costco. It's part of the life, man. Yeah, yeah I, I, and how I much mean, time do you dedicate to that on day? So quarterly, uh, every quarter we do a soil amendment. So we we the most important thing for your food is what you're feeding it, mm-hmm. and so we we have a, mm-hmm. our raised beds and we change the soil every three months, and that takes that can take that can take a weekend, but that's every three months, right? Mm-hmm. And then once so every you, three months, that's four weekends a year. Right. Call it a week, a week right. of work every three, three months. Yeah. Quarterly. And then you go out and it's on a drip system, so it's automated water. But we go out there and we want to be out there. Yeah. You want to you wanna see it. You want to water it. And yeah. so you have fun with it, you know? It's How many sorry, go, go, go. How many square feet approximately so is it? We have three it's f- funny. We were talking about yeah. all of this on Sunday because we're putting <laughs> some new vegetable beds and him and I were talking. And go ahead. We have three four-by-eight <laughs> beds and yeah. one four-by-four bed. So three, four by eight, that's 32 square feet. Yep, yep. And then 32 times four, so about... Times three, 140, four by Oh, times three, sorry. So yeah. about 100 square feet there, and then another... What was the and other? And then a four by four. Four by four, 60. Okay, so 16, let's say 120. 120. One, roughly 120, yeah. That's half a garage. Yeah, not a lot, right? And yeah. you can even layer it, right? So it's not... You could do like one. a wall. You could do yeah. like... Or I think wall, yeah. You could do the hanging gardens. Or the stairs. You could do... There's so many... Yeah, this... So th- you don't need an acre of land. Huh. You need no, man. For a family of four? For a f- no. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. For a family of four. And we shared with all the family. And when uh, COVID broke out, people were like rushing to the markets. What we did is we made vegetable broth and we picked vegetables and we just dropped it off at our friends' houses. And like and we shared. We had plenty to share. And I'm assuming you guys have fruit trees in the backyard too. We have yeah. a lot of fruit trees. So I'm assuming <laughs> lemon is one of them for sure. Definitely. Yeah. And then what, what else do you guys got? Noor. <laughs> well, you have to yeah. have the pomegranate, man. Yeah. You have to. Right, you have pomegranate as well. I'm I guessing. have lemon, lime, grapefruit, orange, pomegranate, figs. passion fruit, fig. Passion. That's it. Man. Passion fruit. Jeez, I just man. got rid of Guava. Do I need a <laughs> membership to shop at your, your, 
<laughs> garden or what? Amazon Prime. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, he lives really close. Maybe I could just start <laughs> swinging. Yeah. Well, what you, what you got to do is you got to give him some pomegranate We're and actually baptize him to be an Armenian man. I got yeah. pomegranate. Oh, do you have oh, pomegranate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Jeez, as a matter of fact, man. we're... We're doing construction at the house, so I donated the trees to my indas and planning to get them back, but I'm, I joke around, so they, they're going to keep them, so we're going to get new trees and new vegetable beds. Wow. This is wow. great. Are you doing yeah. any tours by any chance? Because that looks, it sounds really interesting. <laughs> it's, isn't it? It's like 120 square feet for me to be able to feed my family yeah. without, like, sometimes I go buy that fruits and I look at it, I don't want to buy it. You yeah. know, I could tell it's not. Why, do, why is it that we grow vegetables in california but everything we buy is from out of our country yeah. how does that make sense to everyone year we round. grow everything here well year round I, I see the seasonal but even, look la you're not gonna find any vegetables that are from here every time you go buy anything it's from chile and mexico do you remember when when uh, armand was on the podcast from rafi's yes and he talked about the onion yeah, yeah where yeah. he was like they serve onion at rafi's right the raw onion yeah, yeah. he was like Onion obviously is not is is seasonal. So he's like on the off seasons. He's like we get onions where they just they aren't the same. It doesn't have the same crunch. It doesn't smell, have the same taste, smell. Yeah. But he's like you know what it's it, it is what it, it is. is. You gotta kind of even the meat he was talking yeah. about it. He's like maybe the 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 season or the cow was eating the grass just yeah. maybe wasn't what it was supposed that's, to be. So that that's just what it is, man. I mean you can't yeah, yeah you can't do anything. And and on on the I mean. There's is not a massive skill, but on those types of massive, like uh, Levick brings up ha- house avocados, which I remember my old landlord at my, my other office years ago used to own an avocado farm. And he was like, man, it, it takes a ton of water, a ton of work to be able to uh, have these avocados, to be able to you know, grow them and have for it to produce massive quantities. But even in California, he, they were having issues with avocados, depending on on the, on the weather, how the climate well, affects avocado it. Avocado is one of those trees that you they've got to have the male female interaction yeah. with. A lot of trees I do. Yeah. I think so a lot of fruits butter. Do. <laughs> right? Don't a lot of fruits? They do. Yeah, yeah. And right? so you want to have, have them in the neighborhood. Yeah, definitely. Right? Have so you have to have other ones. Uh, obviously, you pollination have a, is basically. You have to have a healthy. Atmosphere or environment of, of pollinators, which can be everything from birds to bees to even lizards, and so and once you start to put that in your backyard, you see all these things come into your yard. Yep, yeah. which is super cool too, right? Wow. So you know what's crazy? One of my tons of birds and yeah, bees and there. One of my clients, he had a massive garden in his backyard in Glendale, and he had anything. He, he had basically a ton of trees, yeah. and he had lemon trees, apple tree, everything. And he had five hummingbird um, little, li- little, little houses, those little yeah. water things. Yeah. And when we were selling the property, he said, I'm going to leave three of these. And he's like, tell the owner, I, ha- I put the recipe for the water in the kitchen. So he would go one cup of sugar to however many gallons one of to water. Two. One to two. Yeah, whatever it was. And he's like, just have him do it because he says that helps bring out the fruit Good better man. than what it what it what it's supposed to be, yeah. Yeah. and it's crazy. Every time I would go to his backyard for like inspections or whatever it was, you'd see hummingbirds flying everywhere, and they were pollinating because it was a springtime. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. So like, you would mix it with sugar because I mix it. I buy this hummingbird feeder, and it's it's uh, supposedly what it is is like electrolytes for them. He would do sugar and water, and and it's couple of scoops for that 
feeder that I have. Yeah. I put, I think, two scoops in there, and it lasts a good month or so. You guys are creating, like, diabetic hummingbirds. We just talked about processing. Yeah, yeah. so, <laughs> so I, I, I have hummingbirds, and I have none of the feeders. I, the way I look at it is you've got the nectar of the fruit. Yeah, he was, he was putting sugar, coming, man. Right, right, Ryan, like, you're at bees almost? He, almost getting he's that contracted with a lot of nephrologists. <laughs> we've spoken about that. We have a lot of bees. We do have friends that have beehives. and, and yeah, was, That would be cool. No, Levig, not for the uh, water for the fruit trees. Not for the fruit trees, it man. It was the water for, to feed the hummingbirds. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was for. I mean, yeah. that's what he was doing. Well, yeah, they love sugar, but I don't know if... We yeah. do the sugar. <laughs> we do the same Again, sugar, guys, he's not, he's not dumping a bunch of sugar. It's so like, American like, of us, though, right? Because yeah, <laughs> that's what I initially <laughs> wanted <soda>. to do. <laughs> that's what I wanted to do. And then I Googled it, and it said it's actually bad for them. The you, sugar? Yeah, you need really? to buy electrolytes. Because so that's what gives them the energy no, to fly. Ours come back every year, and we've been using sugar. Same ones coming back. So what are you? What are you doing? You're doing electrolyte, like as in like it's a powder that Gatorade. I buy, yeah. like a pH basically. <laughs> pH well, it's a specific. Oh, Armin's uh, doing nabat. Nabat. Maushara king. Yeah, he's got the sugar water going as well. Yeah. Well. But yeah, well, I guess maybe. Electro- all day long. I, I get those all day. Put long some in insulin the, in there yeah. at least too. <laughs> I'm in the midst of remodeling as well. Yeah. 100% I'm going to be putting a hummingbird nest. Or not a well, nest, but well, feeder. But you have to put, put the vegetable garden. Well, that put, sounds put, amazing. Put plants. Yeah. Put trees. Uh, trees? I, no, for sure. here's the thing. I have to have... All, my mom already put a bunch of stuff aside for me. She put a fi- Yeah, she put a fig. Like, it's in a pot already. Like, no, oh, well, a, that's a, awesome. Very, fairly large pot already. Fig, lemon, pomegranate, um, orange, and an apple. My my in-laws actually bought an apple tree for my daughter. Nice. So I mean, we have all that ready to go for the new place. I just got to figure out what the hell I'm gonna do with it, man. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all just dirt in the backyard. It's right an now, experiment. So. You gotta yeah. just start. You know. I think yeah. Arno can do it. Yeah. I think Dedicate like that back section or something, and you know, that's it. Yeah, that's that's exactly where like I'm gonna a corner. do it. All the way, in, all the way yeah. in the back where that retaining wall we'll is. We'll come over. We'll take yeah. a look. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, they you, do, you they gotta, do gardening consulting. You gotta wait. Watch how the sun comes. All this stuff. Yeah. It's, you with gotta, trees, it's easy because you're not constantly paying attention. With the trees. thing so I need to, I, yeah, I need to have a lemon tree, bro. Like yeah. I need to have a lemon tree. Like my wife eats lemons raw as well. Yeah. But uh, it's we use lemons on everything from cooking oh, and all yeah. that. Put that tea. shit on it. <laughs> yeah, I put that shit on everything. It's, it's his Windex. <laughs> there you go. So so now you go. I mean that brings up a good topic, right? So you look at your environment. Your and one of the things we talk about too is how do you keep your internal environment cleaner and how do you clean your home, right? Do you clean it with um, Windex and Clorox? Clorox. Or vinegar. do you use vinegar, lemon, right? Showers are vinegar and water, right? What? What? Are and the then the floors are steamed. Yeah. So is that? Again, into about the counters. Counters? Vinegar. 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 Vinegar and water. Yeah. I mean, obviously, not majority of it is water. You just put a little bit of vinegar. Yeah. Like, I, I've noticed every time my wife cleans a shower glass with the vinegar and water, we take a shower. It's still squeaky clean, like because we have Glendale has rough water. There's mm-hmm. a lot of minerals in it. Yeah. So it tends to stain a lot. Well, also depends how frequently you shower, though. Oh, well, yeah. I shower once a week. It's like, every, it's like everybody else. <laughs> That's right? why it stays right? clean. Right? The good right? Thing is, right, guys? Right? Hey, the good thing is he showers on Monday mornings, so we're all good, everybody. Yeah, yeah once a week, every Monday, just so I don't stink up the place every time we're here. Liana says she has toot. I'm assuming these are the trees you have. Toot, toot avocado, avocado. Grapefruit. Toot is uh, mulberry. Okay. Grapefruit. 
What's Mayor Lemon? I think that's Mayor Lemon. Yeah, yeah. Mayor Lemon. Sweet Lemon. <laughs> oh, Sweet Lemon. Limushirin, as they would uh, say. <laughs> uh, permission or what's permission? Persimmon. Persimmon. Oh, persimmon. 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 You know what that is? Ah, per- No, she put per- permission. That's why I'm like, what's permission? Maybe it's a fruit. Persimmon. She's just asking. asking apple and permission. orange. Yeah, permission. <laughs> Apples and oranges, all <laughs> wonderful trees. To what? Plant kale? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was like, she's asking for permission. <laughs> oh, God. She doesn't. I, th- I think... She uh, doesn't we need to. I think vegetables are harder to grow than fruits, though. Are they? That's what I feel like. Because like, I think vegetables need more... Time. Kind of time and patience. and I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like fruit trees are just... You water it, give it some vitamins, make sure the soil's clean. Whereas with fruits... I mean, with, with vegetables, you got to... Be a little bit more because trees last for years. Vegetables, every crop is just seasonal yeah. months, and I mean, it depends on your vegetables. Mm-hmm. Rosemary, Lime, yeah. I can grow anywhere. Uh, thyme, oregano, those herbs are some hardy ones. Kale, Swiss chard, mm-hmm. those grow really easily. Easy. Uh, there's some fruits that don't that are very finicky. So, yeah, I I, I would ag- I would agree soil with you. It's a good place soil, to start yeah. is yeah. is with the tree, but. If you have uh, you have mature trees, yeah, they're f- fairly large. Yeah, so those are easy. But if you're just starting a new tree and it's yeah. five, two to five years old, that could take a while to fruit if you're not taking proper care of it. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed that with the apple tree my in-laws gave me. Yeah. It's like if you don't maintain it properly, I noticed it was like it's a baby. Why? It's like why is that apple tree <laughs> already have flowers and this one's. You're having a hard time. I know it's like the vegetable. I mean, the the vitamins, the watering, the sunlight, everything makes a difference. Corn. I've never planted or grown anything. You got a sun. huge backyard, bro. You should do it. And well, it's green. It's, it's like it's, it's a, a lot. Your backyard green. is no man, uh, Mike. Like you, you, you live three streets away. You need to swing by and do a quick consulting. <laughs> yeah, bro. His his backyard is like it's alive. Like it's green. Yeah. So it's asking for like plant shit. Some love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah plant shit. We'll be there. Are, are you gonna do it? It's up to him. <laughs> Whether Mike wants to. There, there's, a, there's a really good. Uh, Go Home Depot, bro. Buy a, buy a lemon tree. Start off with a lemon tree. I, I actually do have a lemon tree. It just doesn't uh, doesn't. Re- I only get like five lemons a year, which is That's very. That's it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Needs it needs some sugar. Yeah, you got <laughs> sugar. <laughs> if you want to be Go inspired, talk to your tree, yeah. uh, watch uh, Biggest Little Farm, mm-hmm. and it's an amazing documentary. I think I think it might be on Hulu. Uh, Biggest Little Farm, and it, and it just talks about how nature feeds off itself and how it's this this ecosystem of things that that take care of each other. So is it is it true based on your experience as far as when you know you hear so many scientists talking about how the the rate we're going as far as the human population that there's not going to be enough fruit or vegetables food cows meat any everything that we're going to run out of supplies in the sense I think bees are key right pollination if they're out we're out we won't last long three years <laughs> that's what they said. Three years? Three years. If bees are gone completely, it takes three years and we're done. Are we far from that? Bees being gone completely? No, no. no, The killer hornets are gone. Or (laughs) murder hornets or whatever the hell they were. Now it's the uh, murder Antifa and protesters. Next one is the fire, guys. Is it? 
I, I don't know if we'll ever run out of food. I think that yeah. if we have the means to produce it, we can always produce it. It's the processed, refined food. And that's, I, I think, another fear right? and worry that, that, that's being spread. It's, it's, like it's more the, f- the, the food lines and the, cha- the trade and the... The GMOs you know. and... Because what percentage of land do we actually occupy on Earth? Not a lot. Right? Yeah. How much of that land can be utilized for growing our own? A lot more. And we don't because it's easier, more profitable to Dude, just put, go, a, go put crap north. in a box and sell it. Just drive up north. Drive up north, you'll see how much vacant land there is and how much um, land there is as far as that's just begging to be planted on. Yeah. 100%. A lot of people say, oh, it's all desert, it's all desert. No, no, no. Go further up north where yeah. it's, you know, it's a, there's more rain, it's a little bit more, you know, humid. I'm referring to on a global scale because this is not a U.S. problem that they're talking about. They're talking there's about global. There's so much but land. there's countries that don't have any land left to grow. Those are the countries that might need to... St- Look into those. I mean, we're like talking about fake meat going who, into like this. Like who doesn't? Oh, some Asian countries, I would say, they have a hard time growing fruit for some areas because right. it's so densely populated. So they have to bring it in. Which is, I mean, again, like a China, for example, right? China has 1.67 billion people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so bring it from other parts of China. It doesn't have to be grown in yeah, Hong there's Kong. There's so much land, man. It's there's like so saying New York. Land. New York, there is... You know, Manhattan, you, there is no You'd be land surprised. There's a lot more uh, open areas in New York than you think there is. Well, that's what he's saying. But they're not using it, like you said. But why are they not using it? <sighs> they have it. Well, but then oh, there's countries yeah. like uh, Hong Kong that doesn't have the land. I mean, you can if you rent like a little coffin-sized little thing in the hole in the wall, it's some people, that's all they have for housing. Yeah. We'll see Parkev says it. He says there's mounds of countryside. That's what I'm... U.S. Google it. What percentage of U.S. land itself? I think it's like ten percent, less than five percent, if I remember correctly. It's very, very minimal. Hmm. It's it's that I we're mean, occupied. Yeah. By you know. Not all of it is useful to garden. I mean. Uh, well, and that's part of it's prob- part of the problem too is what we've done to our land, and how we've we've cemented and concrete everything. So now you have the rain that usually settles into the ground is now running off and not helping permeate the soil and keep it yeah. fresh. Yeah. And so so 48% of it is unoccupied. 48% is unoccupied. That little so that, 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 doesn't mean, that, that just means someone bought like half the field. I mean, 10 acres, they're not using it, but it's occupied. And what I'm talking about is where there's actual civilization, human beings living, not... La- of course, every land is probably owned by it's probably owned by Ted Turner. The There's guy a owns. lot of land right, between you, New tell, York. Tell and me LA. what you want me to Google. <laughs> tell me like verbatim what you want me to Google. I, I, well, what, what the question is is more: Are we going to run out of food? Right? Is that what? Well, no, no. Well, what I'm talking: about, How much land is available yeah. in the U.S. that's not being occupied? Whether it's commercially residential, where sure. you can grow. You can raise cow, cattle, whatever. For animal. agricultural, basically. Agricultural. Yeah. Agricultural land. Yeah, that's hard because you got desert. you got yeah. Mountain. Hong Kong is not a country, Park Kip says. Well, that <laughs> is... Yeah, that's that's what you think. <laughs> they want to be. <laughs> <laughs> There's two ways to look at that one, buddy. <laughs> like that depends fa- what like, you ask, but I like the fact checkers. It's yes, good. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> yeah, Jason is a... Is, well, we, I know him as Jason, but here's Armenian name, Park Kip. Uh, so 41% is actually used for livestock and farming. 41%. Wow. 
Get That's, out of L.A. Jason. Yeah, get literally get out of L.A. We're all, a lot of people are talking about getting out of L.A., California, but how many can actually do that? That's the problem. I think a lot uh, can do it. How many are willing to do it? Pick up and move. That's that's. I think that's what I mean when I say because if you can afford L.A., you can afford Idaho, you can afford Arizona. But wouldn't you? Wouldn't the cost of living there is cheaper? But again, the pay rate and everything is cheaper as well. Like some of the guys that are you know working at my house, they have friends who live outside of California, and they were asking them like, oh, you know, how much do you guys get paid an hour? And when they they would tell them the pay rate, they're like, holy shit, you get paid that much an hour? And he's like, here we get paid much, much less. But again, you're living outside of California. So if you if you were to get up and move, like I think my business would be the best example. I sell properties for a living. So on average, for example, the average, com- not commission, but the average house price in Los Angeles or Glendale would be like 850 to 900. Now it's at a million. Yeah. Whereas if I leave California and I go to Idaho, my the average house price is going to be 100 something thousand. So I got to sell... 10, Ten times, times more. more to make the the amount of money that I was making here. But it you goes need, back. Yeah, go ahead. But you need one-sixth of the income here to live a lavish life in Idaho. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's I, a it, secret. I know, it goes back to that question that we had earlier is what, what's the first wealth? Health. 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 Yeah. So, so if, if you're what, – what, you, what are you moving for? Are you moving for more money? Are you moving for better health? Are you moving for a better quality of life? I mean, it, it all depends on the person. I mean, a lot of people obviously are leaving California for financial reasons at this point. Which then goes back into being health. healthier. Which yeah. affects the health. But yeah, then stress-wise. But, right. you're, but you're putting stress on your social life, that, which is one of the main reasons why I think a lot of people I don't think move. it's more of an adjustment, though. Okay, let's, talk, let's say it's an adjustment. One of my employees is actually moving to Texas as yeah, we speak. Yeah, I remember you, you mentioned know. it. But... She doesn't have that much family here. They don't have kids. Uh, so for them, it's easy to pack up and go. Uh, they just sold their house in Pasadena. They, you know, they're, they're, they're going to rent in Texas for a month or so until they find a property to buy. But for us who are socially so connected within Absolutely. our community, it's, that's the challenge that I faced over the years because I hate the regulations in California. I hate the government. I, you know, it's just too much but for me to pack up and leave even if i live mm-hmm. a stress-free life in a texas or in an idaho wyoming wherever i go the stress of being away from family and friends friends you can again develop friends family is most but yeah that stress is going to be just not worth the the stress that i deal with politics right. here in california and i think that, i think the older your kids are the harder it is for your kids as well now yeah, you're putting your kids hard. through that stress stress as yeah. well what, like if you yeah. were to move mm-hmm. uh, you, you know noah and nico are very young they wouldn't even know the difference no no but if they're that's not true they're they, they, they would know the difference yeah. be, no, well, well, for, because of the cousins yes that, that yes yeah. but the for example later yeah 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 but if they were teenagers they would take it much much yeah. harder What's what's the breaking point, right? Why did your are you first generation? Uh, yeah. Why did your mom move here? No, no, I'm not first. Actually, no, my 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 kids are considered right first yeah. generation. Kids, yeah. Are, yeah. yeah. So, like, not why me. why were you moved here, right? What was what for, was the for better opportunity, obviously. So, like, at yeah. what point does California not provide where you're willing to leave your family, right? That's today that's hard. is California the best opportunity? 
That's what you got to ask yourself. You know what I think it is? Not I th- so much. It, I think it's our culture as well. Being, Ar- being Armenian, right. you want to be mm. surrounded by at least a little bit of Armenian culture around totally. you. Because let me put it to you this way. When I leave the country, for example, on vacation, and I think you guys could even say as well. Let's say I go to Mexico on vacay, right? right. If I see another Armenian, it's like you see family. Right. We're not related. Mm-hmm. But it's like, holy crap, it's another Armenian. And I think the fact that you're we're here and we kind of created a little community. And even though it's spreading out, like I've had a lot of clients. I've moved to like Granada Hills and Northridge and all that, all these little surrounding cities. It's still that little Los Angeles base. And then when you hear a, f- a friend or family member move to like Texas or like Oregon or New York or something like that, you're like, wow, man. How hell did you do it? Anyone well, living in New York? It. Anyone the, moved to New York? What do you mean? You know anyone that yeah, has a buddy, actually a buddy of mine moved to New York? Yeah, a close friend. Right, yeah, that's smart. He's yeah. from California to New York? Yeah, he's yeah. in Brooklyn. My buddy. For school yeah. or? No, no, he's living he's there. Living oh, there. Yeah, he's living wow. there. Yeah, just what's that, another what's friend that, what's that tipping point, right? What's that point? There's a cost and sacrifice with everything. It's tough. So you got to make that decision. Is there a reason you said Idaho? I mean, Boise? Is that something you've looked at? No, my sister moved to Coeur d'Alene and my other sister moved to Columbia, South Carolina. So they're both, they live on lakes. Uh, her, my brother-in-law is an orthopedic surgeon and my other brother-in-law is a financial advisor. And so they, they can do that. So, but for me, it's, uh, it's worked, different yeah, with our yeah, practice. Yeah. We've worked, I've worked 15 years building this practice again. and to just restarting it all over again. But, and it's see, just but see, that's what Levick is saying. I, I, I've known Levick for a long time. We went to school together. He moved to Nevada a couple of years ago, and now he's considering Texas. And he says, you get over it pretty Smart fast move. because of your happiness. Right. But happiness is as far as, for myself, I have the same issue you do. I have to pretty much pack up my business, sell it here. Right. Because I can't take it. I have to get relicensed in that new state. There's a process. The process itself, or I have to buy an existing one over there. Uh, but then f- to get acquainted and to build to get the reputation, you know, the, the ref- resources, the referrals and all that, I- is that worth the 13% tax, right. state tax I'm going to possibly save and whatever, other, you know, bull- dealing with bullshit the, liberalism right. here? The bottom line is if you're miserable, you'll be miserable in Nevada. Anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so start again. It comes back to how we started this conversation is start within yeah. like where is that where is that unhappiness coming from mm-hmm. no no it's not it's not, not i'm not saying you yeah, but i'm just saying in general yeah, yeah, yeah i think it's more so about uh that's the thing if if it is about happiness you're absolutely right you can't go find happiness you right. your happiness is a moral obligation if you ask me mm-hmm. just like you get out you have to smell decent you can't you know get out smelling like uh urine and you know right. uh, whatever it is body odor body odor <laughs> Right, you put deodorant on. You have to leave the house happy, as Dennis Prager says. Is you, that's a moral obligation you owe to society. You can't be miserable. But and then people try to find happiness in marriage, friendship, everything else aside from themselves. Right. Uh, so even if you know hand you half a billion dollar check, you're not going to be happy yeah. if you weren't happy prior to. You them. see that with lotto winners, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Two months later, they're ba- two years later, but, they're bankrupt. Right. But what ends up the only way I think a lot of people are making the decision has to do with, like, for example, mandated vaccines or 
mandated the all it's regulations that that are also yeah. not just finances that are Absolutely. pushing people right. out of california it's it's like if i don't have a choice as to the decisions i can make for my kids then fuck it i'm leaving right. that's yeah. that's that, going to be i think for myself is going to be the uh, trigger uh, yeah, right exactly. and i don't i don't know the circumstances and i can't speak to this but i would imagine that was what there was a trigger similar to that for your family to leave armenia there was mandates yeah. or policy or something that was communism. Again, I don't know what it yeah. was, but you guys know that better than I do. But there was something yeah. at that level. Like, what's that level? Freedom, right? Yeah, it was yeah, freedom, yeah. man. Like, but you now were that's being taken. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, so this is exactly it. So, so yeah, you get to a point in California where maybe freedom is being limited. You see, the thing is, what's the threshold? Yeah. yeah. The thing is, these people—they're testing it at this point. They're right? totally <laughs> testing the threshold. A right? lot yeah, of the yeah. people, like, see, I, I don't personally remember, but I hear stories from my dad and obviously my uncles. They tell us, you know, what was going on in Soviet Armenia. And that's, you know, that's where we're from. It, you, you owned nothing. You could, you were basically, basically, just a person living there, and you fed off the government. And if the government had no money, you had no money. If the government had no bread, you had no bread. And it was communism. And it was like my dad was like, we would drive miles and miles for. For example, for milk or for fruit or for certain or the things. Lines. Yeah. We had coupons. I mean, my mom would put me in line with these little like vouchers. Vouchers for us. I mean, family of four, we'd get two loaves of bread for yeah. that week. You yeah. know, I mean, and we moved here, and it was it was you move here for a better life. More. Yeah, there is no vouchers. It's you. you it's capitalism. We're going that way. So We're I would I would argue that you guys have a high threshold to meet coming from that coming from that right and yeah. then we're, you're still would you say you're still in a better place even with what we have in California yeah. but then we're a little more alert than close. everybody else yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we're, we're ca- here's the thing we're cautious of it because when we see certain things leaning a certain way you know, you're like, wait, wait, wait a minute wait a minute wait what a minute. did you say <laughs> it's like, hey, did you Bert? say vouchers yeah <laughs> so it's like we, we, we want to av- we want to avoid communism we want to avoid uh, socialism we want to avoid a man that doesn't know he's running for president to sit in <laughs> office. You know, we want to avoid those things. You're so being very impolite right now. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. But you know, it, he's it's just, old, bro. Have some respect. Yeah, it's just it's just that's just the way we kind of process and think. Yeah. Uh, capitalism is the best way to go, and you know, that's that's the way of life. That's how you grow. That's how you create a family, and that's how you prosper. I mean, right. that's, I think that's the best yeah. way to say it: to prosper. And and a lot of. Well, our, our viewers are agreeing with the fact that it is difficult to move out of Southern California yeah. because of, especially in our community, is is that us getting together, you know, turning on the grill is Absolutely. our stress relief. Yeah. Like, you know, my my brother lives three streets away from me. My my sister lives lives ten streets away. Yeah. Our friends live like literally all within the five five not even five mile radius. Yeah. So to get away from that and then all of a sudden you come back from home you live in a 5,000 square feet home and let's it's say empty. it's empty yeah, yeah. And, and you have nobody There's no love yeah no sort love like that emptiness feeling when you got the kids going yeah. to college and you have no one in the rooms mm-hmm. it's not the same that house is about the people inside right. not how big it is man. My, my wife is, is she's, she's mixed race she's uh, half Asian half Japanese half Chilean and she rec- she, she um, is more Latina more Chilean and it's very similar. And, and I always compare. I have 
my business partner for eight years is Armenian. My best friend growing up is Armenian. So I always compare the Latina and the Armenian cultures. Very, very, very close, similar. Yeah. Very it's similar. Very, like you said, they see each other and like you see someone from Chile and it's like they hug each other. They're loud. Yeah. They're, it's like so much fun. Always way too much food. Yeah. Way too much yeah. food all the time. And so I, I, I appreciate it. And I understand It's it. funny. He said Chilean. The guy that's doing the installation at my house, he's from Chile. Yeah. And he came by and I looked at him, he's speaking Spanish. And it was a different dialect of Spanish. He, and he, he was, was fair-skinned, yeah. Accent, yeah. <laughs> and he was fair-skinned. And I'm looking at him, like, hey, Mauricio, where are you from? He goes, Chile. I'm like, what the hell are you doing on the West Coast, man? <laughs> You're supposed to be on the other side of America. He goes, well, I grew up in New York and then we came here. I'm like, okay, I'm like, that's, that's, that makes sense. Because Chileans are normally from the East Coast. Yeah, Why? yeah they're all over. Are I they? Mean, yeah, I mean, yeah that's, again, what I, that's what I've heard. But you know what? Let's, let's jump into the other topic that we, you know, we promised everybody we'd talk about, which is the vaccine. And obviously yeah. the whole... I think that's a good segue. Yeah, yeah. The controlling and all that stuff and, you know, forced vaccines. So uh, off the podcast, we talked to you guys, you know, just very briefly about, you know, vaccines and your kids being vaccinated. And you guys mentioned that, you know, you guys are against vaccines, correct? So there's ways looking at it. <laughs> so one of the things I said is I'm pro-health. Yeah. Right. And so I think I think that's the distinction is very important. Um, but I'll let no, you no, answer. go go. Yeah, yeah. No, Whichever fine. one of you guys wants to start it off. I mean, so, I, yeah. I know it's a sensitive topic. We, guys. we, we so, have plenty to add. <laughs> so my first concern is is the mandated vaccines for for schools. That's right? immediate because mm-hmm. when you start mandating a healthy person mm-hmm. to do something, that's a slippery slope. Where does that stop? I understand if someone's sick. I understand to do something in that case, but it also perpetuates, again, the idea that we've been talking about of where health comes from and the idea in in our healthcare system that health comes from a needle and a drug. And at the moment they come out, they're being given a drug through a needle. That's their perception of health. I think that that is wrong, and I think that they first need to be taught as a child and first also need to be given the choice of what health comes from. So what do we do for our children's immune system? We have a healthy home. We have a clean home. We love, we take care of our children. We put them in the right environment. And then, if need be, we can have that conversation. So that's what we had. I wasn't vaccinated as a child. Um, so, again, it's it's more about just being pro-health and and. And, and having confidence in the body's immune system. We were built for this. We were built to defend ourselves against yeah. virus, against germs, against bacteria. There are some amazing vaccines out there. And the idea of the vaccine is amazing in the sense that it relies on the body's own immune system, right? Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. inject the virus and they build an antibody. You build an antibody to it. Unfortunately, vaccines have been Frankensteined, have been bastardized, been what they put in them. And so if you come from a point of where we come from, of what we put into our body, we're very conscious and intentional about, then when you have formaldehyde, when you have cleaning agents... Human and animal tissue cells. Tissue cells. Latex rubber. Right. (laughs) So if vaccines were initial, the intention of the vaccine was to inject the virus so you can build the antibodies, right? Mm -hmm. Why inject it? Why not wait for you to get that virus naturally? Yeah, they believe that a smaller dose would, and and it was true, like you take polio, right? Mm -hmm. A smaller dose would yield less. Mm. It's like giving the car a jump start to kind of prep for that big hump coming up. 
I see. So but we start talking about hepatitis B. B. Let's take that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned that one. But where they ask a newborn, right? Yeah. They almost force it. How is that contracted? Yeah, sex Sexual. and drugs. Bodily fluid or blood? That two-day-old kid is not going to do any of that right now. You don't know that. Well, I mean, yeah. We it, can't if it might be on Sunset <laughs> Boulevard in the next hour or so. Hey. So, so for those of you, uh, for all of us that have children, we know that even just breathing air for the first time is new to them. Of course. We, we introduce food slowly. The first food they get has to come from the mother, which is where they come from. Nurture. Right? And so, but then we're, we're putting this, we're like, don't worry about it. Let's, let's just put this foreign molecule and substance and let's see how their body responds and reacts to it. And then no. they, we can't tell because we haven't even learned who that human is and how they're responding and how they're reacting. And so how do you know if it's that or just them being a baby? Again, mm-hmm. it's... It stresses the body. Yeah. You know. I mean, just like certain foods. I mean, you try certain foods little you know step at a time you don't mm. know if your kid is allergic to strawberries or yeah. peanuts or any of that stuff it's a, the human body is is very delicate when it's yeah. when it's you know an infant or a baby we yeah. can't even give it water no and well, water is the most about? natural yeah, yeah. right so so there's Why? so many different things because they've just come out of inside another human and that's their environment and so it's again the reason we, we stay anti-vax is kind of like the term vegan. It's very political. So yeah, yeah. it's it's just for us, like there's some things we don't stand behind in the anti-vax movement, but we, we do stand behind the human body and, and the ability of it to take care of itself. Ryan, the, the, do you want to get into the cocktail part of what's going on in the industry with the pharmaceuticals I mean, is they've combined too many of them. They, they First, I think one of the things that they need to be transparent with everybody is put more studies out validate the effectiveness, how well it works. Most of these studies have done abroad. Let's say the likes of Congo, Africa. Third world and, countries. You know, and whether or not there is affiliation with a specific organization they work with, whether it's pharmaceuticals, those studies are run there and they're implemented here. The uh, United crazy. States is the biggest consumer with vaccines. And uh, every year it just gets more but and more on the schedule. The testing is done in In India. The environment yeah, and, is completely and, different. And those... Yeah. Tests that individuals are handpicked. And, really? Uh, yeah. See? So it, it, it's not openly given as much. And um, when you look, as far as they pick, they the select mo- who's involved vulnerable. in the study and how things are going to go. Basically, they pre-calculate how the study uh, product and results will come out. I mean, that kind of defeats the purpose of the test. And, and hold these companies accountable. They're actually there's a law in that you can't sue these companies. Yeah. Absolutely not. For Damages. Malpractice? Damage. But what? our government... Really? Uh, our government never. pays for that. Even oh. though, isn't there over $4 billion of uh, vaccine injuries paid out? Was it 4 or $40 I mean, billion? They, I forget. they make trillions. Four? So $4, four billion is just a fraction of but money. you said they paid out as far as lawsuit-wise? Yeah, yeah. In, for injuries. But that's yeah. through our government. Our government has a fund that pays out uh, yeah. vaccine the injuries. The government does, not, not the, the companies. companies. Mm. Yeah. Because the companies were actually getting sued by people, yeah. and the government had to take all those lawsuits on themselves, so these people keep producing yeah. Yeah. something they knew was not helping in any way. As of October 2019, $4.2 billion 4. in lawsuits. Yep. Paid out. Just October 2019. That's paid out. Federal claims. Yeah, federal. Yeah, federal. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is the study, they might as well just print a study without even doing the study because if it's being hand-selected and specific town-specific people, why don't you just 
Just right out the study. Who's yeah. doing those studies in Africa? That's very important. Yes. <laughs> is it a the certain of, you know, if the uh, Microsoft <laughs> developer? <or? laughs> is his name Bill or William? <laughs> so there is a foundation. And yeah, you can, you can look it up. Yeah. There's an article. A that's foundation. Looked at. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah there's, a, there's, a, there's a foundation uh, that... Uh, this and video is going to yeah. be taken down soon. Oh, <laughs> they, know, they take <laughs> donations? <laughs> they do. I'm a big You know donor. what? If it's taken down, it's taken down. Hey, we're big donors yeah. on the Wiseman's Gold yeah. Foundation donors. Edgar personally wrote a check to Bill Gates last month for $3.5 million. I'm still, ju- I'm still trying to get that money into the account. So <laughs> they're, they're waiting right the now. The check's been bounced <laughs> off. the last few years. Ed- Edgar's been paying $19.99 fees for the past couple months. <laughs> Overdraft fees. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, man. I mean, my 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 daughter's been my daughter has been vaccinated, but not everything. I think we stopped after her first birthday. We haven't given her anything else. Yeah. The MMR and all that stuff. To be honest with you, I told my wife, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. There's no way. It's got to be a choice. Yeah, I'm like, and she and she says it. My wife is like, she's like, what do you think you want to do? And I'm like, I'm, I'm I choose not to do it i rather yeah. i'm not gonna put i don't know what how does this there. argument go at home now it's not an argument it's a it's a, it's a, it's a regular conversation between <laughs> husband and wife because i have an argument no <laughs> well i think i think the the best it's, thing you can do is educate yourself on yeah it, right I, and I, not just say i'm not gonna do it because it's just educate yeah. yourself look at the history i've read what goes in there and from everything you were just mentioning that's just half of the co- what's in that cocktail yeah. and to inject all that into a two-year-old? I'm like, uh, well, not even, I mean, even younger. That's developing. Because yeah. right? sure. when the last pediatrician appointment we went to was, it was, uh, she was a year and six months, and she had a cough, and the doctor was like, "Oh, well, is she going to be taking her vaccines?" I said, "No, she's she's a whooping cough." Yeah, she's like, she's. I'm like, she's sick. She has she has a cough and a runny nose. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good time. And the doctor looked at me like, "What do you mean? Why don't you just want to give it to?" Her? I'm like, I'm, "No, I'm not. I'm not doing <laughs> it's it." A perfect time. Let's do it. Yeah, it's like, well, You're right here. And, and then, and it was <laughs> compromised. And it was at the time when the measles scare was going out. Oh. And she goes, "Do you know that there's a measles scare?" And I'm like, "It's a hot sale." Uh, well, there's killer hornets coming in about another <laughs> couple months, so I'm like, "I no. got the chicken pox." Growing up here, we did yeah. chicken pox parties. It's like, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. And it's like, yeah, we you just had. you go, you go, and you take you over to your friend's house. We all have chicken pox. I was like, "Measles are mumps." And, rump, that, rump, and rump, the, uh, that was kind of the conversation I I had with my wife when even prior to having kids, but right after we had our first one was, I said, look, and here's how you make health decisions. Because uh, I've, I've been involved in healthcare for a long time. And I said, the, the way you make decisions is, worst case scenario, whatever you're going to get, the measles, monks, chicken pox, whatever, you know. Rubella. Rubella anything. Diphtheria, is there tetanus. a solution for that once right. you have it? Yes. Right? Now, if you get vaccinated and your child is, God forbid, injured, right? Whether it's seizures or anything, epilepsy, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Autism. Is there a solution for any of those? Uh Uh-uh. No. That's permanent damage. So which route do you take? Do you take the route where there's a solution even if 50 different things hit you or if one of these hits you, you're done for life? Right. In healthcare, I think that's the choice you always have to make. Surgery, same thing. Mm Should I have surgery? Can I go back from surgery and undo the surgery? Never. Mm-hmm. But you can undo chiropractic adjustments. You can undo PRP. You can undo just about anything else. More conservative. Right? 
you can always get surgery if that that's your last resort but you know why right so same thing with vaccines it's like but then the the, the challenge that i think we're all going to face as a as, as whether it's in california in the u.s or even globally is when they start restricting us well you can't travel if you're not you don't right. have a vaccine card or Schools. the coronavirus card or the school well Levick said it right there he says you can't oh yeah he's like you can't take your kid to school unfortunately and they actually vaccinated when the kid was three and a half so the immune system was stronger well at least with school you can maybe do homeschool or private or whatever you you'll find a way but as far as travel goes or even job you can't open a bank account unless you're vaccinated for example let's say this is what where is that leading to though man come on it's like you can't travel unless you're vaccinated you can't open a bank account are you serious fauci and all these morons have been kind of hinting at that haven't they well, the news you won't be able to travel till you have the coronavirus, uh, or even Newsom has mentioned. Yeah, California just hasn't leave California unless you have a vaccine for. See, like, uh, let me ask you guys this. Yeah. Let's say, okay, this whole COVID thing is going on. They come out. Let's say they do come out with some sort of vaccine for it. COVID. Yeah, and it's gone. <laughs> well, you, you know what I mean. That's, so, that's so last month. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's so March, bro. Yeah. That's so March. Uh, but like, if the if, if a vaccine comes out and all of a sudden they turn around, and they say, you know what, California, it's mandated even for public schools, private schools for your kids. What do we do? So this is a scary thing, right? This really lead, leads into is okay, where shouldn't more people say where were the tests on that? Yeah, I mean that's question. Test as far as what for the vaccines? The are, are we just are we doing any studies on that? Or we're just rolling it out. Well, there's a bunch of guinea pigs right now we taking a bunch time, of Ryan. shots. What are you doing? Right. Why are you questioning that, right. Ryan? Exactly. We don't have time. We don't have time. Exactly. No, it's coming. You're scaring people, Ryan. <laughs> With all these riots going on, these people need to be vaccinated so they can go out and riot together. So uh, <laughs> you had Garcetti out and about with a bunch of people without a mask on, but then when he's in a room with three people on a microphone, he puts a mask on. I don't understand, like, what... Some people look better with masks, if, and he's one of them. If there's not a spike in the next week or so, somebody's lying. Yeah. Well, of I'll course give there it will be a spike. No, man. Of course there will be. They, exactly. I mean, he's right on. There's going to have yeah. to be, right? One way or the other, they You have. don't think... Well, they're going to publish a spike. What are you going to do I think about it? I think it's done, bro. If they publish a spike... When was the last doing? time you heard anything on the news about COVID? Today. Two, when was it? Right after right the first day of protest. <laughs> it was like, oh, 19,000 new cases. How? You know when you see... You, t- you tested I mean, all those protests. Hospitals are empty, bro. You know when you'll see another spike? So. Elections. Exactly. Oh. Look, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying the spike is going to be real, but to publish a spike, who, who's going to question it? And it might be because more people are out getting tested, too. Right? I mean, Tested even for what? What are they testing for? Right, exactly. Yeah. What is the test actually testing for? Can we look into well, that, the, please? The test, look, no, that, that's, that's somewhat legit. Yeah, you can, you can show the antibodies. Yeah, for example, the test we do for our patients, it's, they check for 40 different pathogens. And there's, I think, four or five of them that include the coronavirus. So that's somewhat accurate. Again, not, nothing's 100% accurate. But... With all this bullshit going on, these, you know, marches and protests and riots and everything, how many millions of people are out there? Ooh, technically, right, technically one... Not social distancing. Yeah, yeah, one in each group should be able to spread it to everybody at that, right. at that riot. I mean, talking about, yeah, riots, the looting, jumping into stores and Buddy, grabbing are, a, a bunch of stuff. A lot of them are younger people and... So what? Corona hasn't been... Cu- Catching up to them lately. It's only the 88 <laughs> to 92 year olds that are oh, dying. That, that's the only Sorry. I mean, the government and the states have to 
definitely defend what they've mandated and put as far as advisory and guidelines along with all the COVID because a lot of people have either missed or pretty much lacked the experience of whether it was a graduation, a party, or yeah. something they needed to attend, which is a life experience, which, which can never come back. Ever. And yeah, true. they have missed all of that. And now we have all these gatherings that are more with all due respect on that side. But there's got to be, you can't stand in line and vote. How are you going to target standing in line? So there's, there's got to be a clear. Well, you've seen it. Here's, here's, a, here's the thing, you know, Mike. It's like you can't, stand in li- you can't stand in line to vote, but you can go out to protest. How, how, how does everybody, I don't care how stupid you are, how do you not question that? No, seriously, like, you have to be special kind of stupid to not question that. You live in I, I can go to protests, I can it? go to Costco, I can go to Walmart. I can't go out and vote, and I'm okay with that. Well, what is, it's, I think it goes into the media and ultimately confirmation bias, right? So we dive into our, our Facebook and our Instagram mm-hmm. and our Google, and anything you search for then is going to feed that. The junk food for the brain. Right, and yeah. so he's going to have a different feed than I'm going to have, and it's going to confirm our thoughts. And so if, there's, if, if you don't have people, educate people like you, around questioning those thoughts or you don't surround yourself with those, mm-hmm. then you won't question those thoughts yourself. So that's the problem with... A, that, that's because I, I agree with you, but the, with, within this... I mean, this topic, I don't because that's kind of like somebody saying, well, um, if Clorox cleans the uh, countertop, if I take this, it should probably clean my interior to my insides. But what, that are you, what are you talking about, bro? Now they're saying that it doesn't even sit on... Viewer's discretion <laughs> advice. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't even sit on uh, Surface. surfaces no, and live no, for a long I'm time. I'm not talking He's about the virus. Yeah, yeah. No, but the point I'm trying to make yeah. is if you don't know the difference between water and Clorox oh. that one can't be consumed one is for yeah. you know cleaning yeah, yeah, surfaces yeah, yeah. I know, I know what you're then you're looking at pretty much well my Facebook feed says we shouldn't have uh, we shouldn't have voting booths because there's a virus but yet my other part of the Facebook feed has all these riots and Costco's and everything else yet I'm not going to question it because my Facebook feed is you know feeding my brain not to you literally have to be brain dead to think that way i think and i'm not saying that's yeah, not yeah. that's that's probably very effective <laughs> marketing on their behalf but you have to be brain dead to, to it's it's all clickbait man a lot of the things these people don't even read the article they'll read the title and then they'll be like oh my god let it's, me share this right away at least you Stop. have the choice you get to choose your own channel and right. you get to watch your own program i feel sorry i feel sorry for the kids of these morons because they have no choice but to grow up in this family, and then, and then their kids and it's it's generations. That's what they say about our kids, though. That's the weird part. See, like <laughs> uh, listening to Ryan mention the kids, like picking the the vegetables and then yeah. washing it, and even if there's dirt in there, eating it. Somebody might look at Ryan and be like, "Are you crazy? Absolutely. Are you yeah. are you do you know what's in the soil? Do you know what's in the water? You you need to disinfect that lettuce or that." beat or whatever it's like no man this is the way the man wants to raise his kids he wants to build their immune system have them stronger it's not my it's not my fault you want to basically inject whatever the hell you want to inject into your kid to boost their immune system it just doesn't it doesn't make sense the way he's doing it i think is the right way to do it bottom line is it's it's not right or wrong because there's belief systems there's opinions (laughs) it's just a matter of you need to have a choice. choice 
That's what yeah. I don't like when you don't have a choice. Mandated. Something yeah. that's mandated it's, it's on people. upon your choice and that choice is your decision, your responsibility. Mike, did you did you grow up picking fruits off of trees around the backyard <laughs> and just basically going and biting into it? <laughs> not quite. No. <laughs> you didn't? <laughs> really? We okay. did, but not as quite as like your his kids. Because no, it's it 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 comes down to where you were raised, yeah. wh- you know. Where uh, were you raised? Here or no, Iran? No, in, in, in Iran. And um, where we were is just primarily buildings. Oh. So in order for us to, like, get that experience, we would have to, like, travel about, like, 30, 40 minutes. Oh. So it wasn't that constant. When did you come to the States? How old were you? So I was 14 and a half, 15. So when you were 14 and a half, 15, like, with the boys, you went and played soccer, and you were walking home, and there happened to be a Mandarin tree. Yeah, you wouldn't pick a mandarin, but peel that, it. But I know, but that was an e- everyday experience. No, no, no. I'm not talking about everyday. Oh, yeah. I'm talking no, about like, see, it's that one fruit might kill you. Oh, uh, you know what I mean? Walking across the street could kill you too. I don't bro. know if back then there was too many sprays on it yet. Well, now I know, I know. Now I know. It, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I, I, I feel like you got to just kind of. I mean, it, right now when you're going to buy an apple, you look for what 10, 15 stickers on it. You know, it's like organic, non-GMO, China-free, wax-free, whatever, right? Yeah, it's just, the back then it was it. just like apple. That's all we had, right? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it, you have the organics here. Yeah. You have the non-organics here, non-GMOs and here. Those look like apple, but they're not. I you heard know? there's and some new type of apples coming out of Washington. As far as? So. Chilean apple. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's organic. Like <laughs> yeah, that sounds spooky. <laughs> hey, it's it made at Washington State. It should be safe. If it's made at a university, it's safe, correct? Yeah. Before we start mandating <laughs> vaccines, why don't we mandate exercise and good nutrition? Mm-hmm. Well, that's going the other way, actually. It's completely right? what they don't want to do. In schools, you totally. can't. There's no recess anymore. That's the scary thing. It's it like, mobilizes so you. Instead of, instead of speaking up against something, we always want to speak for something. Yeah. Right? And that's where we come back to is we want kids to be outside moving. Moving is another topic we haven't spoken about. And, and we, we've, taught, we've spoken about food and nutrition and thought, but what about movement? We're designed 100%. to move. We're made of joints, 600 muscles, 200 mm-hmm. bones. And what have we become? We've sat in a chair and for every year. Our kids now are learning to sit on a computer, to work from home, to stare at a computer. What is that doing to the spine? What is that doing to the joints? What is that doing to the brain? And so, again, going back to like speaking for something, I think is really important. And that's another thing we speak for, big for in our, in our office, is movement. Frequent consumption of varied movement. Yeah. Getting up, moving Micro around breaks. in different, yeah. different directions. And that then feeds the brain as well, too. So that's another part of our, our of our practice, but also of our homes. Get our kids outside moving. And right now during coronavirus, that's been very trying for a lot of people. And we're seeing a spike in musculoskeletal injuries because of the increase in sedentariness in our office. Mm. Yeah. And then that's affecting them Mental. mentally, Mental. emotionally, which then is cycling back into their body physically. Mm. See, it's, so it's, 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 like, it's like dominoes, man. Yeah. One falls, the other one falls, the other one falls. And Circulates. Like a, yeah. I mean, uh, I was asking my, my niece. I was like, I had to confirm with her. I was like, are you allowed to play tag at school now? She goes, no. I'm like, why? She goes, because one kid played tag too rough and pushed the other one, and he fell and hurt, him, hurt himself. So now we're not allowed to play tag anymore. I'm like, are you serious? She goes, yeah. And she goes, oh, and next week they're taking down the, the monkey bars. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, why? She goes, oh, some kid fell and broke his arm. Yeah, the- Do you see merry-go-rounds anymore? 
No, no, no. What was the last time? Seesaws, bro. You don't seesaws, see seesaws anymore. So Mary Ground is, if you look at the benefits of a Mary Ground, it helps develop the inner ear, the vestibular nervous system. Really? Absolutely. And so they don't want that. They've, well, because it's... That's more of a risk, right? But they don't realize what they're. Risk. They don't realize what the, right exactly. The ju- the the monkey bars are a risk, but the grip being able to develop grip strength, right? That's is stupidity a risk to society or? I, I literally want to put but one did, of those. I mean, did you see, have you do you see him? Where's the last time you seen a merry go round? Well, I haven't seen one. It's illegal. I mean, he has one it's in the backyard <laughs> right now. But so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you not going to tell him about the big one you have in the backyard? <laughs> I love that. Let's come over to your house. Yeah. He's you got put the 25 piggies. cents in it. <laughs> 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 These things are awesome. You're the old the ri- school merry-go-round. Yeah. Just, you just run and you jump. See, on during the riots, me and him went to the local stores and got one of those merry-go-rounds. I don't make them anymore. Yeah. It's well, I remember in the, the parks, we would spit, we would stand on them. Yeah. And then one of the guys would spin it, spin it, spin jump it, spin it, it, and then he would wait for like the perfect time to jump onto it. Yeah. Half the time he would get hurt. Half the time he wouldn't That's get timing. hurt. But you won't make it. Tag, <laughs> tag is where your body is in space in relation relation to someone else's body. We're not allowed to play tag anymore, so we're losing also that sense and that ability. Bro, they got rid of flag football. <laughs> but As tag- in like, okay, you, you got tag, you got tackle football. All right, I get it. Tag you might, you might hurt it. Tag should come back because of the bro, social distance. flag football. <laughs> That's a hashtag. Ed, flag football, bro. You pull the flag. But as in like... See, flag football could be dangerous as far as your ankles or hurting yourself as far as speed. But tag, really? The worst thing you're doing is tagging someone. I mean... How hard well, could it be? Guys, look at the bright side. At least they haven't taken away lesbian ping pong. So. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Lost out. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I say, let, I say let, let kids be kids. I say let, let lesbians be lesbians <laughs> <laughs> play ping pong. <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't get into the gay, oh gay pool games or anything like that. I mean, that, right? I, I say let kids be kids. Let them go out there. Let them fall down. Let them scrape their knees and hell, shit, break a bone or two as well. Yeah. It's going to fix itself. They're kids. They're going to grow. But as far as immobilizing them, what it's going to be like you guys mentioned. It's a domino effect. Yeah. Weight gain and mental disorder and, and all that. I mean, how much can you stick your face inside a freaking phone? I mean... Jill Simonian was here uh, on our podcast months ago now, but she was saying she walked into a cafe and the kids were sitting around, all all four friends, they were on their phones and they were texting each other. Yeah. I mean, now it's like these kids are becoming socially awkward now. Yeah, they're sitting in a gathering. They're across the table and they're just looking down and you ask them, what are you doing? We're like, we're talking to each other, but they're in a group text. Have you seen them turn on their FaceTime Yet the camera's off. What's the point of that? What do you a mean? A lot of teenagers. It's live are, audio. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a lot of teenagers will go on FaceTime and turn off the camera, but they're using FaceTime. Where could you probably use FaceTime a regular audio. phone? The FaceTime audio. Basically, you're making a phone call. So, then I guess. Yeah. So why it, not just a phone call? They're probably using Wi-Fi. Maybe that's why. That's the only reason. Don't ask. Me. Possibly. I don't know. I don't do that. <laughs> so I don't we got we got to bring we got to bring like two teenagers on. Yeah. Seriously, we yeah. got to get some we got we got to get we got to get two teenagers or like. A teen and a preteen, and just literally just ask them, what the hell are they teaching you guys in school?" <laughs> I'm not coming. <laughs> literally, I, I I think that's the best way to answer all these all these unknown questions because these kids are being raised completely different. Yeah, I mean, I'm a millennial. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm born '86, but 
You like, missed it by you, a year. Yeah, bro. I missed it by a year, unfortunately. But like, you look at the way some of these kids are interacting, and like, I, I look at some of these kids that are born in like '92 and '93. They're like on their Snapchats or Instagrams or whatever lives, and they're singing to their phone. The, the, like there's music going on, and he's singing to his phone. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? You're, I mean, you're, there's got to be a balance, right? Because the the times are changing, and kids are more obviously devoted to electronics and hand devices yeah. and all that. But as a parent, you can do so much. Just create that balance, you know. Just structure it in a way it's more organized as much as you can. I know I respect both parents being, let's say, working that they don't have enough time, and the kids are left with babysitters, childcare with grandparents, and all that. It's difficult. But when you have the time, spend the time with your children, you know, rather than you getting on your phone and giving them a phone and then you have your space, you know. So that's difficult, you know. Parents work, they come home, they're exhausted, but they have that s- second job that they got to demote, yeah. you know. That's and being a good parent, not non-parenting parent. And just know? having a conversation with you two, I mean, I could tell you guys are devoted fathers, man. You guys take time with your kids. From the gardening and the weekend thing. warriors, yeah, man. <laughs> it goes back to model behavior, right? If you get on your home, you go home every night and you get on your phone, then what do you expect your kid to do, right? And you do that in front of them, so that yeah, it takes a little bit of extra work. But then, what are you going to have as an? We spoke about this earlier. What is what? Are, what are they going to be as an adult? What is that relationship you're going to have? And so I know that, and we know that that payoff down that road is going to be so good because of what we put in and what we invest now. Right. It's like it's, growing your garden. What you, what you <laughs> that, plant that, is... They're right. part of the garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What you feed you, it absolutely. is what it, how yeah, it's going to grow. Yeah. You want to be that cool parent that they want to travel with you. They want to hang out with you. They want to invite friends over while you're home and have you, hey, hang Create out with my friends. Create a relationship you know, and that, trust. That bond needs to right. be there. And the more you get disconnected, the more you deviate from that. And uh, kids just do things their way and they create their own social circles. And sometimes you don't even know what they're up to. Oh, man. I know. That's, I know what you mean. You as, a par- as a parent, you have, and this is going to sound bad, but as a parent, you have such unique opportunity to brainwash your child, right? Yeah. Like, to, like more so than like, if, if more you don't, what you're showing them. If you don't, doing. someone else will, or yeah. something else yeah. will, right? So why not bring them, brainwash them with love and kindness and good things, yeah. right? And so that's how I look. Their, I'm like, their this brain is, is like a sponge. They're exactly, taking in everything. Right? Yeah, but spend time with them. That's the yeah. problem too. Right. Is when they go to school. Now they're spending eight hours a day learning nonsense, and then they come home. You have limited amount of time to kind of, first of all, delete what they learned, most of it, yeah. and then have to reteach them something Weekends, new. man. Take advantage I, of it. I, I firmly believe if your structure at home is strong, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what happens outside. It's never yeah. going to be shaken. And structure starts from having dinner together, spending time together, playing games together, read whatever the goals are. Socially, you, you just I agree. You just got to stay there. I agree socially, but I'll give you a couple of examples that you guys have been experiencing the last few years is like, as far as history goes, how many important factors of history or segments of history have they deleted pretty much? Taking down historical statues to deleting them from the history books to why? Because it doesn't, you know, fit the, uh, narrative? Fit the narrative. So our kids are, and, and but but the irony is that they're contradicting themselves by saying if if we don't know history then history is going to repeat itself right mm-hmm. yet we're deleting history so that history can repeat itself is that what we're doing is do we you know christopher columbus <coughs> right statues being taken down the Christ- columbus day is changed to what now uh, what is it called indigenous, indigenous, indigenous day. people's day the other day they took down general lee statue mm-hmm. right uh 
present. More to come, buddy. More There's to come. a lot more to come. So if we're deleting everything that made this country what it is, good or bad, slavery, civil wars, that's you know, all history. The, you got to leave it alone. You have to leave it alone because that's what we're going to learn from is to do what to do and what not to do again. Yeah. Uh, but y that's the chat. That's what I'm talking about. As far as socially goes, yes, of course, you lead by example. Uh, you have the family dinners. You have all these great, wonderful things you can do. But when it comes to education, it's so hard to trust the system to educate your kids, even at a university level. Because at universities, they're teaching them pretty much how to be on uh, an extreme leftist. They're not teaching them balance as far as here's what this side is, here's what... It's all lean towards one way. I'm not saying be conservative either. Be in the middle. Let them have a choice, but they don't give them a choice. If you're here, you're awkward. They, they, you're pretty much banned from everything. If you're extreme, you're casted out, basically. Yeah, you're casted out. On the left, you're promoted. You're, you know, you become the valedictorian. You become all the same, these. The same type of people uh, exist on the right side that exist on the left side. Yeah, there's. Here's the thing. There's extreme yeah. right. Yeah. There's extreme left. There's, there's both sides. But what what the problem is now is basically common sense is being thrown out the window. <laughs> Perfect. That's it's that's gone. yeah. That's that's what's it's not kind as of common anymore. Yeah, it's not as common anymore. That's well said, Arnold. I mean, <laughs> that that's what I'm seeing as far as on social media and the media itself. It's just common sense is being thrown out the window. I mean, nobody's thinking anymore before they open their mouth. And if they open their mouth a certain way and people don't like it, you're judged for it. You're looked down upon. You're you're basically you're 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 slapped down. You're bullied. You're bullied. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It says, I mean, that's what, that's what it's become. I, mean, I don't know. I, uh, I think freedom of speech is the most important thing in this country, and it's being taken away. Yeah. It's okay. We always have the Second Amendment to back up. The <laughs> 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 you know, and we're, we're doing it here, right? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, man. We're speaking, and, and although we might have different, you know, see political views or health views or whatever it is, we're listening to each yeah, other. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I, this so, is like, healthy. This, and that's, I don't know if that will ever go away. I hope that never goes away. And I, I think that that's something that we need it, to. It has gone away, though. Well, but we're doing it right here. No, we're doing it right here, no, man. You're See, doing Mike it. said it best. Mike was like, as soon as we mentioned Bill Gates, Mike, what did Mike say? Mike was like, well, I hope this isn't taken down. And it's like, <laughs> so then it, you don't have the freedom. That's fine. That's but, what it, I'm but, it, but it existed with us. No, of course it did. Yeah. But on a bigger scale, you, you, how, how many people were re fired over the last few days for, 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 uh, putting a tweet out, all lives matter versus black lives. How many people were fired? We're talking about, you know, public people. No, we're not talking about the average joke. I'm sure there was a ton of right. those that we don't even know about that were fired or forced into uh, resigning. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes, That's so. not freedom of speech. Or Dennis Prager, for example, he has billions of views on his YouTube. He's actually in the he's he's in a lawsuit with Google because all his conservative videos are taken down. Uh, why are you taking it down? If that, if you're, if, if you think it's a lie, let people know it's a lie. Let mm -hmm. them watch it, and you know, same thing about let coronavirus. Call you, let them call you out. Let them yeah, let them call yeah. you out. Same thing about virus videos. Doctor, uh, what's his name? Fauci, not Fauci. The other guy that was talking against the CDC. All his videos are being taken down. Why? All of those doctors. There's a everybody. Whole bunch why of is those it all doctors. being taken down? If that's if you're if you're really all about the truth then we need to hear both sides and we'll make the choice, just right. like vaccines and everything. We'll make the choice which one we believe in. Yeah. But when you take it down, all you're doing is proving the point that Absolutely. the fact that what you're saying is wrong. You're lying to us and you don't want us to hear the truth.
That's my. You yeah. know. We have to understand the platform that these opinions are being put on. They're not owned by us. You know, and um, <laughs> you see how much better you sound, Mike. Oh yeah, this is better. It's it's, like, it's privately owned, so <laughs> they get the right to filter and uh, fact check the way they want it. And I think if if people are upset about it, they should start looking into what we can do. Different platforms, just uh, like, to I mean, create Joe those. Rogan went and got a yeah. great deal. I mean, Spotify. And I'll move on. And I think if we make that transition, Facebook, Twitter, mm-hmm. IG will all go away. Yeah. So it's just a matter of what you want to do first within you first and then make that change within among your groups and obviously. Hasn't our expectation of speech changed over the last 10 years, our reach for speech? And our fear for speech. Right. And so 10 years ago, we couldn't reach 1,000 people, 2,000 people, 3,000 people. But now we expect that. Mm -hmm. And so does this then, the five of us become less valuable or is it okay to come back to that and that's where it starts is on your doorstep in your house in our office yeah and is that what's the most important it's i, I don't know the answer Not enough just, people are willing to put that much work into it so. they, they want to be able to go online and speak to a thousand people instead of speaking one-on-one with each other and bringing yeah. back that humanism and so It's systematic and it's been years. We just haven't seen what they've been doing to us. It's a program at the end of the day. Yeah. We're just part of the experiment. Welcome to their party. By the way, earlier, Elena had a question about uh, chiropractic for pregnancy care. Yeah. Are you guys expecting? (laughs) Is there something? No, man. We're not pregnant. I'll say something. (laughs) (laughs) Not pregnant. Unless my wife. Does she need help? Because Dr. Mike can... I can promise you she's not pregnant. I promise uh, she's not pregnant. It's great for, it's great for pregnant, yeah. for both expectant and... Um, Post. Yeah, exactly. It's Again, it goes back to if there is an issue, if there's an injury or there's pain or discomfort, we, yeah. we can help naturally without drugs. And you don't want to, to have to take any type of drug when you're pregnant. And there's I, a specific technique that caters that, the Webster technique, which yeah. is by um, ICPA, International Chiropractic Association. See, I know my wife, she had, and she still has, back pain, uh, even after giving birth. Um, again, is that I, why you said natural birth? Yeah, well, she, yeah, natural birth. So, I mean, I don't know if it's from the pregnancy, from, from giving birth, or it was maybe from carrying the baby. But, yeah. I mean, my, uh, my daughter was like six and a half, or uh, not... Yeah, six and a half, seven pounds when she was born. So she wasn't a big baby. Yeah. But uh, I don't. Know, I know she's been having like back issues. I, don't I was, know I was asking if she went epidural or not. Oh yeah, she went epidural. Yeah, multiple so factors. It could be yeah, carrying yeah, the baby. Epidural. Could the epidural cause epidural, back yeah. pains later down? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's an injection. Yeah, see, she says, "I'm thinking ahead. We're not pregnant." <laughs> <laughs> That's where it all starts. <laughs> oh, you God. think ahead. Next thing you know. Oop. Let me put it. Okay. Uh, let me put it okay, after I announce to my family that we're pregnant, the second place I'll announce that we're pregnant is on the Wise Nuts. There yes. you go. How's there that? How's that for you guys? Like Are you going to talk about the process of it? Is that what you're working on, or only once? <laughs> no, no, no. Once, once it happens and we I know everything's good, and, pregnant, and there's a heartbeat and all that stuff is good to so go. We are. <laughs> I'll, I'll make an announcement on the Wise Nuts. Your wife said we when we get pregnant. I hope you're not. 
You don't have well, any that's, plans. Uh, that's what they say. They say I when we get pregnant. Again, it takes a sperm. We have to be sperm. involved, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, uh, remember, we had said, said, what do you say, when my wife is pregnant? Yeah, I've never yeah. said we're pregnant. Well, I don't say that. Hey, remember, man, it takes an, an egg and a, sper, uh, right. a sperm to make the mm-hmm. baby. So, But who gets pregnant, though? You see, you see what happens, man? This is why we're on the wiseness. <laughs> Wise ass comments. Dissected. We're pregnant. <laughs> oh, are you okay? He's 36 months, 42 months, 69 months, 85 months. No, the kid is two. <laughs> Do you guys use months with the ba- with the kids? Well, when, when they were like... I mean, when they were under a year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and after yeah, a year, you, you, yeah. were, you went years. Yeah, so when they're a year and a half, or that's what do you it. say, 18 months? Or I will say that's one exception. 18, months, 18, 18 months, months is one exception I, because I feel like 1. My, kid, <laughs> my kid hit a lot of milestones. Like, I think that's a milestone. How about 20 it's, months old? What do you say? I wouldn't. I would just say. So your kid, Almost two say, years old. Almost two. Yeah. I mean, when I ask you how old are you, don't say 40 and three months, right? <laughs> no, what I say is. more than that. It would be a lot of months. What I say is 497 months. Because there's families out there. We talk, we've talked about this so many times, but where it's like, uh, it was so funny. Like the kid was my daughter's age. She was like, oh. you know, a couple months. Like she was two in a couple months. And she, she threw out a month and I'm like, 26 I'm like, months I'm like, I'm, like, gee, I'm like doing the calculations I'm like no she was like 30 something months and I was like what the hell she th-? I'm like why would you say that the kid, no. you say the kid's almost 3 yeah. and that starts happening in seniors a lot of a lot of my senior pay, well they're all seniors but like the older they get the more they're like I'm like how old are you oh, 87 and a half <laughs> okay so they're I, really I get proud. their point they're I really proud point. Yeah, it's like Oh, it's man. it's like Bro, at a certain level at a certain age every day is a gift to you you know so well every day at any stage is a gift but yes well if everyone understood that but that's a very well if everyone understood a lot of things we wouldn't even have the show <laughs> we <Yeah>. out <laughs> Eight, 84 episodes in I mean, yeah that's all it took man. finally it's out <laughs> that, that's go. a long time dude wow that's 80, a long time 84 episodes it's, when you say 84 it's like oh 84 but then 84 that's weeks Mm-hmm. Well, we've had a cu- couple of we've shows had, we've had We've had three shows in between. So let's say 80 weeks. So you called them sick. Yeah. No, 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 no. As in, like, we had a double show in a week. week. Oh, so, okay. like, so and we've had two show, two weeks we haven't done a show. Yeah. So it kind of balances, it balances out. It's up. 84 it's weeks, up, yeah. probably, yeah. Yeah, because we, uh, we took January 5th off because of our being yeah. Christmas. And then we had our cancellation last week because of the morons. So, yeah, I mean, we've, I mean we're, at, we're, we're at 84 weeks. We are at 84 weeks. That's solid. The morons that were marching in Glendale or where? No, no, no the, morons, the, the morons that caused the curfew. Oh, the curfew. Yeah, oh. the looters that caused the curfew. Again, I, I don't <laughs> Those any Anybody who's protesting, I'm for the protesters, man. You do what you got to do because I protest every year for the Armenian genocide. So whatever you're protesting for, if it's a peaceful protest, more power to you. But if you're going to take advantage of the situation and you're going to go break into small businesses burn them loot. down, loot, steal, and leave the store with a smile on your face? No protest there. No, that's not a protester, man. That's, that's, a, no. that's a thug. That's what I, as, mm. as Barack Obama said, that's, thug. those are thugs. That's Who, what I, who's that's, Barack Obama? Who's that? <sighs> See what I mean, guys? See no, I, mean? I agree with you. I yeah. think that that, Definitely. especially, I mean, that goes into that other hat we put on as a small business owner is that, that that's tough for us to see is is and then the argument there is well you know this man this man lost his life you can bring back a business well what if that business is tied to someone's life exactly or a family or a family or right two. and and so i agree with you 
with the protests. I think if it's a, if it's a just cause, which I believe this is, mm-hmm. then there should be a protest, and and we should back up our brothers, whether they're Armenian, whether they're black, whatever it is, and whatever that protest is for. But when it comes to destroying someone else's livelihood at the sake of it, that's where Mike and I as business owners have yeah. trouble understanding. I had a client who called me. He's a, he owns a watch shop in downtown. Oh. And he's like, I'm sitting at home. And he's from Bolivia. He was like, I'm sitting at home and I'm watching on my cameras, them breaking into the store, smashing everything and taking it and just leaving. And he's like, I'm sitting at home. And he's like, I literally... And he's 60-something years old. He's like, I shed a tear. He's like, 30-plus years of business. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, insurance isn't going to cover everything. It's not. There's no way it's going to cover everything. Why? Because, I mean, you get insurance for you know robberies and stuff, but you don't get insurance for looting. It sucks, man. It sucks. Yep. My it's, favorite restaurant in L.A. was looted, What's too. your favorite restaurant? Chispaca. They were. Oh, what, are, what kind of food is there? Oh, that's next to Moza? Well, yeah, that whole, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, same owner. Yeah, they yeah. were all broken into. Part wow. of Moza was the bar section and all that was burned down. So, like, what are you doing? And that's what after are you gonna being closed for 90 yeah, days, right? Yeah. Like, and, and you know what oh, the man. fucked up thing is? What what Chispaca was doing in Moza for the community was they were actually offering free um, lunch to healthcare first workers. Respond. To restaurant yeah. workers. Oh, nice. Yeah, to awesome. restaurant workers. Not restaurant workers, you mean... Uh, no, no, to industry. No, to restaurants. That's workers. great. Yeah, yeah, that's different. They yeah. were offering because they knew a lot of restaurants were completely closed. Actually, all of them were so uh, for some time. Yeah. And they do very well. They're a successful right, restaurant yeah, chain. Yeah, so yeah. they were providing free mm-hmm. yeah, free breads and free free small lunches. I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, ribeye steaks or anything. But they were still providing for the yeah. industry. And these guys got, you know, broken into Did the you guys industry. see the barber shop in West Hollywood? There was a barbershop in West Hollywood that got broken, like, completely destroyed. Like, they smashed into it, and they stole, like, clippers and chairs and all that stuff. The owner went into the cameras and looked into it. One of them was his customer. Wow. Like, he would cut the guy's hair, and he's looking at it. He's like, are you serious? And the guy probably knows there's cameras in there, too. That's the weird part. I don't know, part. man. I don't know. Oh, Vosgen's store, they burned it down to the ground. Yeah, yeah. crisp. Yeah, like he, had a, he, had a, he had a suit store in Long Beach, men's suit outlet. And he's watching... Live on, on TV news. on Channel yeah. Two, his seventeen-year-old business being burnt to the ground, yeah. and he's like, "What am I gonna do? I'm gonna go out there and fight the looters and put the fire out myself." Yeah. I mean, seventeen years of hard work just basically just got burned to ashes. And that, and the sad thing is, it's that it goes back to what we were saying: they're diluting the message that needs to be said right now, yeah, right? Because yeah. like, that's not what we should or need to be talking about. Yeah, so it it's, sucks. There was an old man in, I think it was Cleveland, he was saying, they they burned down my pharmacy. And he was like, it is probably like 80s. He's like, I have to go get my medicine on June 1st. I don't know where to go. Because the older folks, they're like kind of used to a certain routine, yep. certain stores, certain, Regiment. you know, yeah, a certain regimen. So he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he started crying. You're watching an 80-year-old yeah, man. Because he's not he's not used to ordering his meds yeah. online. He knows where to go get his Yeah, it's a routine. Home, it's a it sucks. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It sucks, <laughs> man. It pisses me off. You're, you're off. upset? Yeah. I'm you upset. need a hug? In a way, you help yeah, that old man. Can you hug man. me after the show? Should have brought our table. The dog doesn't want to adjust. There you go. Uh, We've had that. We've had uh, live adjustments on yeah. the show. Nice. <laughs> uh, 
Anything else you guys want to touch base on? Anything we missed, man? It's a lot. <laughs> I know we had a, we had a long conversation. We had a lot to talk 5G about. Five G. We got we got coronavirus vaccines. Yeah, yeah, protests. Yeah. You guys tell me anything else you guys want to dip into before we call it a night. Any of the viewers have anything? defunding the uh, police department? Yeah, that's <laughs> a great idea. <laughs> great idea. Again, you're gonna you're gonna annoy me. You're gonna piss me off. I'll bet. That's actually one of my wishes for the next month or Why? so. Why? I want them to do that, Are you especially crazy? in Minneapolis, because they're really pushing it. Let them. I I I would love for cops across the country to strike and walk out for a week, for people to you're really. No, I'm serious. You can't. You can't. You don't know drastic. Why not? You know, you're gonna get a Are movie you? out of it. There's a movie called what was that? What was it? The Purge. Purge. Why not? No, that's you don't want that. No, you, you don't, don't want, want it. No. Ah, okay. You don't want that. You don't want defunding of. You want to be able to call nine one one and have good them have them show that, up yeah. instead of calling nine one one and them saying, "Oh, we're we're, sh- we're sending you our thoughts yeah. and prayers." But you realize Garcetti defunded the LAPD by hundred fifty million, right? How, okay, but the LAPD is funded like in in like the hundreds and millions. Like that hundred. How about that, Minneapolis? That's the. I don't know. I don't know what Minneapolis, or, but yeah. Los Angeles. That hundred million that he's taking yeah. out is is a, it's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. as far as for LAPD, mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna be that big of a. It's 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 a little over. It's about ten percent of their funding. Yeah, we've been trying to get a cop on the on the show, but LAPD is kind of. When, um, when I when I say I want cops to strike, you think I personally want cops to strike? Uh, uh, no, it's it's more so about for people to realize. Because I had this conversation with somebody the other day where she's like, well, you know, L.A., yeah, it's okay if they fund, they fund it. I said, where do you live? She goes, Glendale. Oh, I said, so as long as in Glendale nothing happens, you're fine, right? Because you call the cops, they show up in 45 like seconds. You're fine. But LAPD, let them defund it. You don't realize you're right across the street. They're going to they're gonna come here. They're not, you know. Yeah, not all cops are bad cops, you know. No. It, yeah, I think the best example, I forgot who it was. He was saying... Um, if you have a if you have a bad hamburger at In and Out, that doesn't mean In and Out's bad. Yeah, it's just you just had a bad hamburger. Are there not bad realtors? Are there not bad chiropractors? Are there not bad? That, ev- that needs to be addressed individually. You know, should and, we uh, should we just boycott all the chiropractors <laughs> and all the realtors? Like you can you can go you can go down. to a bad chiropractor who's basically, you know, who doesn't serve the patient, who's basically will grab them throw them on a massage chair or whatever and be yeah. like, all right, you know, this this will take care of them yeah. and then collect their money. Yeah. And then you have chiropractors like these guys where, you know, they take care of families. They take care of people who are involved in car accidents and personal injuries where, you know, they take time and patience with them. Athletes. I mean, even kids, man, you was talking about, we, we thought they're going to be adjusting kids, but it's like a kid, you have to be very delicate with them. Yeah. You know, that that's what you want out of a doctor, out of a chiropractor. But, you know, it, it's it's just I don't know I think it's really going overboard and people don't realize what what they're really asking for they're just following some dumbass movement without un- understanding the repercussions and what, what give it a uh, couple more weeks I think everybody will kind of everything will kind of settle down hopefully uh, it won't it's yeah. not going to settle till November unfortunately they're, they'll pull something else out now we're going to so get so then some. you know what's going to happen in November if he, if he well I don't even think it's if I think when he wins civil war uh, Impeachment, another, uh, you know, another four uh, years of the same virus. Shit. Yeah, of course. What do you think is going to happen? We have something coming up in Are September. Anyone want to think of that one? 
What? Bro, new new gun new gun sales have gone up by. <laughs> well, they they talked about UFO. Nobody even cared about it. It's like it wasn't even on the news for more than half a second. People have three minute detention. Yeah, space. the Air Force saw the UFO and they're like, we don't know what it is, Un- unidentified flying object, and it was like. No, 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 no. Let's look into court filings for September. You know what? What? What they should do is when you go, when you even go to buy a gun, they should ask you who are you voting for. Based on your vote, you get to buy a gun or not. Because if you've pushed, you know, to remove the Second Amendment, you shouldn't be allowed to. Uh, That's not constitutional. What why you're not? Saying, by the way. Why not? It's not. <laughs> hey, if you want, if you don't agree with the right. Second There's Amendment, you shouldn't be guns. allowed to buy a gun. Definitely. I mean, listen, a lot of people that always tell me, why do you even have guns? They're the ones trying to ask me questions about guns and trying to get in line to buy their first gun, which I don't even think they're that safe. Two, I don't want to shoot 2. people. 2.1 that's the million new gun, gun sales. Sorry. New gun owners in April alone. You should have seen the line at Turner's last week. They're all like two-hour waits just it's to get in. Yeah, two-hour waits? You have to make an appointment at Turner's. Yeah. Turner's, are, are, are they local? Appointment. Reseda has an appointment. Turner. Not all of them do appointment. No, Pasadena and Turner's, I have to make an appointment to go in. Wow. But anyways, so uh, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your Monday <laughs> to join us. Yeah. We can go <laughs> on and on and on. We're yeah, past the two-hour sure. mark. You guys so. are entertaining me now. Yeah. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. Thank you. Guys, you want to shoot out the address, phone number, appointments, all that stuff if they want to... Uh, just look us up. Um, we have two offices in La Cunetta, Flintridge Family Chiropractic, um, Glendale, Glendale Family Chiropractic. Into the uh, mic, Mike. Uh, <laughs> just Google us. Fact check. There you go. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in on this fabulous Monday. Sorry again, we missed you guys last week, but we're back. We're on schedule again. Uh, we'll be back next week. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on uh, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Daily Memes on Instagram. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Have a beautiful week. Have a safe week. Be safe out there, guys. Happy Monday, everyone. Thank you. Boom. There you go. There you go. That's the music we wanted. What'd you guys think? No, 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 no. We we have one. Yeah.